Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hold up, that makes no sense. Okay. That was cute. He said next to bringing that blunt force. Homie, keep your blunt. What we want is just one source. Not another meme with a burn brass color scheme. Right. Your squad is real light like buttercream. You'll need some backup from other teams yeah. of Hamites for whom being a Jew is but a dream. Man, smut from a deacon cups and a drinking. First Timothy 3.8, Jake, what are you thinking? Online stalking us like a bitter ex side chick. Take my photo. I've encrypted it with a virus. You're ridiculous, spitting Gentile gibberish. Words can barely express to you just how ignorant that you sound. Dressed like a Ramadan Comic Con. Your costumes make no sense like Shalom. I drop bars like AA or Al Anon. Word to Yahweh and every fake name you call upon. You don't want to debate, you might want to squash. Just two words, Lashwa Kadash. Cause after Ariyas 2000 prophecy flock, you keep using this fake language knowing it ought to be dropped. Bro. This dude said the Holy Spirit was Jermaine Grant, but you still use his phonetics in the chart he brought. Christmas play costumes at a minstrel show. Grown men asking other men to lick their toes. Psychotic, demonic, gross, and erotic. The combination of masochism and homoerotica. Wanna play footsie with me? The answer is no. I ain't licking no boots, I'm stepping on toes. Congrats, Deacon Akar. You just earned a free lesson. Logic or lyrics, which do you prefer? To whom it concerns? Don't blame me for the stew getting burned. I'm sick, but at least I got your shoe with a cure. Yeah. Salvation isn't relegated to the melanated. Yeah. God's people celebrated, only devils hated. Surrounded by your homies, fake and bravado. From Deacon Wine Bottle up to the self-hating mulatto. Gorilla in his interview with Polite Bright. Dang near white Have me thinking you ain't wrapped too tight Listen, the Torah commands you to honor your mother There's not a caveat depending on her culture and color You got any brothers? I bet they wanna fight and disown you That's being nice In biblical times they were likely to stone you And your homies are stupid to hype and condone you Change your name but you'll never change that whiteness upon you If your homies killed every white after the last bleed Who do you think would be next? Yep, the half-breed What's worse, an Edomite or an Uncle Tom? Nothing is worse than a jerk who doesn't love his mom I'm sorry Sorry if you feel your mom was whack, but you act like it couldn't have still happened if your mom was black. I've got friends dark skinned with a mom on crack, but talk about her to their face and you will get smacked. Now that's honor, not calling her a devil and exposing her flaws. You're showing your emotional scars, you don't know when to pause. Your men have you gassed on the street, everyone you harass won't give you a pass. A bunch of backport scholars and I see through you in the morning with some soldiers the only time he brew. Never have I seen a thing so backwards so bad. Than to dress up Jim Crow and pro-blackness Fact is, I just laugh Cause some of you got moms and baby moms That you call crackers 
<laughs> your logic isn't in line Given it time, you will find your prospect isn't divine On them streets, acting like some ignorant shine There's a job fair down the street, go get in the line You never should have responded to the first song Plus it costs not relevant enough to waste another verse on But if you ever want to pitifully aim at Shield Squad And attempt to defame our ministry's name First talk to that lawyer of mine A real Jew named Yeshua And he's got papers for you to sign Shield Squad Meantime, I'm going to get you right now. Ah, Jay. Can you read it? Oh, 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 What's up, y'all? This is Vocab Malone. You are listening to Shield Squad Radio. Looks like I can be heard. I just did my mic check. That's why I was talking real slow and methodical. Just checking up to make sure it was all good. Looks like it is. That's a good thing right there. All right, all right, all right. Check it out. This is the time to share this show. This is the time. If you're listening via phone, that means you've called the number 917-889-2233. That's 917-889-2233. Save that number. Write it down uh, in your your phone as Shield Squad Radio. That way you've always got to do that right now. Go ahead. Stop right now. Go ahead and save that contact, 917-889-2233. Shield Squad. Squad Radio. That way, whenever we go live, you'll be able to quickly jump on with us. All right, so check it out, check it out, check it out. Very excited about the show right now. Uh, we're going to be talking about our vision for 2018 as a crew, as urban apologists in the field of urban apologetics. We're going to hear from some Shield Squad members. We would also like to hear at certain points during the show today from you, members of the audience. If you call in and you do want to talk on the phone, be sure to hit one. To be honest, we might be getting more calls towards the um, uh, latter half of the show. You know what I'm saying? The first 30 minutes, I'm probably just going to hit up with the uh, Shield Squad folks and all that. But if you are Shield Squad right now, please press one. Please press one that way i know you want to talk and all that all right cool now let's do this um i also need to give you the uh, website just in case you don't know or you're listening on your phone i would ask you to share this right now blogtalkradio.com slash shield squad uh just got to take care of this stuff a little bit in the beginning i know it takes a second but the thing is it'll make a much better show the more listeners we have and so you do want to share this if you're a supporter, if you like what we're doing, or even if you're mad and heated and you want to have people, you know, jump on us or whatever, 
uh, make sure they got that information. Blogtalkradio.com slash Shield Squad. B-L-O-G-T-A-L-K-R-A-D-I-O.com slash Shield Squad. We do have a website. It's theshieldsquad.com. And you can find us on Facebook very easily under the Shield Squad. So that's pretty much what's going up. Uh, what's going on? Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. I'm just going to go ahead and see who is on the line today. 412. Who's got that 412 number? Hey, what's good, y'all? Peace and blessings, everybody. So real, Pittsburgh area. What's good, bro, Cap? How you doing, man? So real, Helen from Pittsburgh. Man, oh man. Uh, what's the weather like, bro? <laughs> Uh, well, you know what? It's uh, close to 50 degrees a day, so, you know, it looks like uh, Lady Winter is giving us a little break, just just a little one. Um, I remember last week, man, it was about 5 degrees, and um, definitely didn't like that. You know, all you saw was cars outside, you know, not a single person, so, <laughs> yeah. I got it's, you. Uh, it's a little warmer this week. You know? you, have you built How's a snowman? How's it looking down in Arizona? You plan on building a snowman? Uh, you know what? I, I I was a bit uh, you know, a little uninspired after I seen the the danger of uh, making snowman from from the <laughs> video. So uh, you know, I don't know. I I think I had a lot more depth when I was a kid, but uh, now I'm just like I don't know. I I don't think that all snowmans are created equal anymore. So I, I just kind of uh, you know, I, I left that one alone. You know, you worried about it? <laughs> yeah, just, good plug. Just, just maybe a little bit. So real is talking about a video I dropped yesterday called How to Build a Snowman and Muslim. It's only seven minutes. It's a silly but informative seven minutes of your life. So go to YouTube.com slash Malone and watch it. It's sort of in a skit format. I did it with my boy John McCray from What Do You Meme? And it's almost, uh, I think it's getting close to a thousand views after a day, so that's good. So thanks, so real. I appreciate that, man. Oh yeah, I mean it was it was pretty hilarious, you know. I, I got through like you know almost the whole thing. I had so many other things I was doing, but uh, I wanted to know like who was that person? I've never seen him before. Like who, who was that? Oh yeah, John, John. Uh, that's my man. He um he does this thing called uh, what do you meme? And it's like he deconstructs memes. From popular websites oh, and stuff. Wow. Yeah. He mainly does atheist memes primarily. In fact, we did a collaboration on another one and uh where we deconstructed one that was making fun of religion and saying, you know, science, yada yada. So that one's called Thanks Science. But you can find him on uh, YouTube at W H A D D O Y O U M E M E. What do you mean? He does some really funny stuff. All his videos are pretty short too, so Definitely awesome. check. I'm definitely going to have yeah. to check him out. Definitely going to check him out. Yeah, man. Well, let's see who else we got on the line, bro. We got a 757 number, 757-593. How you doing? Welcome to Shield Squad Radio. Yo, what up, what up? Who is hey, this? Peace. Who is this? The mystery this? guest, Scott Lane, the black Bruce Wayne, a.k.a. the real <laughs> Adam Coleman. What's happening with you? What's yeah, good, man? man. Hey, I wanted hey, you to do, do that intro just because uh, So Real gets a kick out of it every time you do it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, you know what? I, I never forgot, like, the, the first time he did it, I thought he was actually kidding around. You know, nah, and after I, mean, I looked at some of his <laughs> other videos, I was like, wait a minute. He does it all the time. <laughs> like, and I've been laughing ever since, man. Like, he's, he's, he's a man. Yeah, but I like to have fun with it, man. I'm laid back. I'm laid back, guys, <laughs> man. I like to show up, you know. Nice, nice. 
Hey, LeBron, if you're listening, I see you in there arguing with the Hebrew Israelite in the group chat right now. He's arguing with his dude. LeBron, you going to join us or what? I'm going to text this fool. I, I see him as I'm talking, these messages going back and forth, and he's arguing with this Hebrew Israelite in this little group message we were in together. Hey, he's man, posting. you know what? He, he, be having some, uh, he, he be having some funny posts, though. I know that. I got man, a new nickname for LeBron, man. Uh, what? What's that? I got a new nickname for him, man. Y'all ready? Yeah. He's the human highlight reel. So anybody human highlight reel? Uh, the human highlight reel, man. Because, like, anybody Dominique knows, Wilkins. Uh, Dominique Wilkins. Dominique? Absolutely, absolutely. The yeah. uh, Ron G is the new human highlight reel. And the reason why I say that is nobody on the net goes live more than LaRon G consciously, dog. Like, <laughs> like, no lie. Every time I open up, I, I pull my phone up, it says G-Con live. <laughs> I, I don't know how live. he do it, man. He's going live. You know, that dude, Nobody's he be, live than that dude, man. He's the liveest. I mean, Human he be real. living in his truck for real. Like, this dude go live in his truck and in his hotel, like, 24-7, man. I never got to give it to him. But did anybody uh, get to check out uh, his uh, his live thing that he did last night with, uh, quote unquote, the mad scientist. Uh, nah, nah, they're gonna reach the Jay, community. No, uh, when he comes on, when he comes on, we'll talk about that actually, because we're gonna, uh, yeah, reschedule that. Uh, he's rescheduling it uh, today because I think the uh, the guy couldn't do it last night. It didn't work out and all that. But yeah, so oh, he, okay. it is gonna it is gonna go down though. But yeah, hey, Leron, listen, if you're listening, check it. Uh, the guy you're arguing with, tell him he can come on at the end of the show. If if you would like to, because here's it's kind of funny what's happening. I'm watching this as we're starting the show because Leron's supposed to be on right in the beginning, and uh, I was in the, the supermarket or whatever the other day, and I saw a dude with fringes on, right? So I went up right. to him and said, "Hey, well, you in a camp?" He said, "No, no, no, I'm not in a camp." And he, you know, told me how he had just moved out to AZ and all this. I gave him my Facebook and said, hey, let's meet up. And I said, you know, do you ever go to camp? Like, you know, out on the street? And he said, yeah. And he told me he went out to this one corner where, uh, you know, I had, it's in my neighborhood. So I already knew where they congregate on that corner. And ironically, I was going out there. Uh, I was going to be planning out to go out there, and I did. And there's some video footage of that on my YouTube channel. But, but uh, I guess finally he looked at my stuff and like quote figured out who I was. Even though I gave him my Facebook from jump, like that's my contact info. I gave him my normal Facebook, and now he's like, "Oh, you try to deceive me." Da da da. But I'm like, "Nah, dude." But I'd still be down to meet you if you're down, brother. I mean, you know, we talked and it was cool. Then you seem like a peaceful person. So Bakar, uh, if you get done arguing with Laron, you could come on up, join us here because you're in my neighborhood. I'd like to meet you in person if if you're down as well. <laughs> Laron is <laughs> he's commenting. In the group chat, but not on the show. He's like, vocab, I wouldn't waste my time. These brothers are unlearned. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> LeRon, LeRon. He's funny, man. Anyway. Human highlight reel. Yeah, dude. Oh, man. All right. Uh, well, so let's, let's do this, guys. I wanted to talk about vision for 2018. You know what I'm saying? The idea is, you know, it's a new year, and there's some ideas, and some of them are being enacted already. Some of them aren't. But, Adam, since you're here, would you be able to kick off first, you know what I'm saying, like some ideas you would like to, to do? Because people do need to know about True ID. Adam's busy. He's real busy. I'm glad he has, uh, you know, made a way and is scheduled to jump on with Shield Squad. But, 
Uh, he does a lot of stuff with True ID and also something else uh, y'all may not know with Chris Bouchard. Could you talk a little bit about, you know what I'm saying, Adam, some of your vision for 2018? Because uh, I-, I think you got some good ideas and um, you got some interesting things. You could talk details or general. I'll leave it up to you how you want to approach it, but I'd like to hear from you, and then we'll kind of go around the horn with that. But what you got, Adam, in 2018? What's your thoughts, bro? Yeah, yeah, no doubt, man. So um, basically, I'll, kind of, I'll do like a combination, I guess you could say, between general and um, and specifics. I guess the broad brush is that um, I think what, we, what we're seeing right now and, you know, of course, vocab, you can attest to this as well, is that when a lot of us start, first started doing uh, urban apologetics, you know, there wasn't really – most of us weren't aware of other people who were doing it. You know, we saw a need. We recognized that there was stuff going on in our neighborhoods, you know, and that there were some barriers to the gospel that were specific to uh, the African-American context, right? And so we just took action. And, what happens is online, you know, we started finding each other. You know what I'm saying? That's how, you know, I think Shield Squad is a perfect example of that. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, excuse me, I was just coming up some steps. I'm like mad overweight, so. That's all right, bro. <laughs> Should well, I uh, oh, give it to So Real so you can catch your breath? No, 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 I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. All right, all right. <laughs> I, I just had to breathe. Hey, man, I know how yeah, you feel, man. Um, so here start, is, no, no, he, he's able to do it, but I'm telling you, sometimes now, bro, it's it's like it's getting hard to. Sometimes I feel like I dread tying my shoes. Sometimes, like, oh man, I don't want to go down there. Down. And, down. Oh, man. Man. It feels like hard the work now. <laughs> nah, but go ahead, <laughs> Adam. What else you got, man? I was trying to stall so you could get a couple breathers. What you got, man? Oh man, I, I really <laughs> appreciate it. But um, <laughs> and so do my lungs. Right. But, uh, yeah, so the thing that is, is that, you know, we're now starting to find each other online. You know, we all recognize that there's a need, and you know, our, in the urban uh, regard, and just actually the black community more broadly. And so what I see happening is as people are finding each other and coming together, it's a matter of galvanizing what's been coming together, right? Well, galvanizing, I mean, you know, really the urban apologetics movement functioning – in the way that the body of Christ is supposed to function. You know, we all have our different roles. You know, there's many, uh, you know, the body is made up of many members. And what I see is that people bring in their talents and God is giving them to the table that we can be impactful in our communities when it comes to the kinetics, when it lights, or the mores of whomever is speaking. Hey, Adam, you so are breaking up. Are you in a bad location? Um, well, could you try to call back? Cause I, I want to make sure we hear what you're saying. Uh, can you call back? Cause uh, or just <clears throat> they'll try it again one more time. And if you break up, I'm gonna ask you to call back. Let's try one more time. Let's see how you sound. Okay. What, what about now? Can you hear me now? Or is it still? You sound better. You sound better. Go ahead. Okay, I sound better now. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I was just saying that, I mean, as the scriptures say, I mean, the body is made up of many members. So as different people who are now starting to find each other online and so on and so forth, in the, this urban apologetics movement, I see um, kind of a pooling of resources and coming together such that we can impact our communities in terms of engaging the comedics, Hebrews, lights, mores, and so on, you know, so on and so forth. You know, platforms like Shield Squad Radio, the True ID Podcast, uh, you know, Jude 3, 
you know, these are all really good outlets. I think that what we can do is, you know, kind of like uh, some of like <laughs> I want to say Wu Tang, but I'm trying to think of something more spiritual than that. But if we could uh, <laughs> we cross come together, movement. you know. There you go, cross. Let's go with that, man. Let's, let's go with that. You know, we can come together in that regard and um, really get some things done for the kingdom, man. So that's kind of what I see. Like right now, myself, I'm dealing with. I've got my own podcast, the True ID Podcast. Um, so people can check that out at you know trueidpodcast.com. That's T-R-U-I-D-Podcast.com. Uh, and it's also available on on iTunes. I also have the King Mo- excuse me, the King Fox Podcast is on iTunes as well. That's the one I do with Chris Broussard, where, you know, the true idea is more so focused on apologetics. And then the King Moore podcast, uh, King Talks podcast, rather, uh, really centers around community issues and bringing a Christian perspective to issues that face people on the day-to-day. So, um, fortunately, you know, praise God, man, like, you know, opportunities have been op- opening up for me, man. I've got, like, six speaking engagements uh, thus far over the next couple months. You know, I'll be going uh, – to Illinois uh, two weeks from now. Then I'll be in Atlanta, middle of February. So I'm, you know, I'll be shifting around doing speed games. So I've been scrambling, <laughs> trying to prepare, you know, make sure I got something for the people to uh, to really chew on, man. So I'm excited about that. Of course, I got blogs coming out, kingmovement.com, and also freethinkingministries.com. So, you know, when it comes to vision, you know, ultimately I, I see it coming together, people bringing their, their talents and uh, abilities together to be a unified front to address the lies and misconceptions that are out there in regard to Christianity, uh, particularly, you know, stuff like Christianity, the white man's religion, so on and so forth. You know, so I'm, I'm going to leave it at that. You know, you and I, we talked about some more specific details. I'll kind of keep that, you know, under under the hat for, you know, for right now because I don't want to, you know, spoil that. But, you know, it's, just put it this way, it's going to be a lot of fireworks in 2018. <laughs> just, no doubt, no that. doubt. That's good, man. Let me, let me end it out by saying this. You know, I think that's too long. For far too long, particularly, you know, among some of these um, these Afrocentric groups, I guess I'll just put, term it that way for now, you know, they've been poking at Christianity for a while. And I think Christianity has been like a sleeping giant. But that time is over, bro. I keep telling I keep telling these cats, bro, like, when I come across these false teachers online, I keep telling these cats, look, time is up. And saying time is up. If you, when you take a shot to the church, we shoot that, that metaphorically, let me clarify. <laughs> so I wonder if I think it's like some militaristic type thing. But it's, it's you know, all this, you know, taking jabs of Christianity and Christians not really doing anything. It's over with. God is raising up people to address these objections to Christianity that have been flying around the, the black community. And we're coming at it with, you know, evidence and reason ready to address these objections. So 2018 is going to be popping. I'm excited about it. I know somebody got some people on board with some specific plans that we got going on. It's going to be some fireworks. So get your popcorn ready. No doubt, no doubt, man. It's good to hear from you. And, yeah, some people don't know, but out of us all, Adam Coleman's probably the most prolific in the area of blogging, and he's got some fantastic blogs he's put up. I encourage people to check that out, you know, um, through True ID and also the stuff he's been doing with Chris Bouchard, man. He's getting out there in the mainstream doing different types of stuff. And uh, he's multi-gifted, you know what I'm saying? Um, uh, he, he, he's he got a lot, man. I mean, dude can still spit, all types of stuff. And uh, real quick, man, you know, part of what you got going on 2018 is something that's catching some, uh, you know, making some noise uh, is the Truth Summit. 
Can you give that a quick plug? Because it's coming up at about a month away or less, man. Uh, tell, tell people about that real quick going down in Georgia. By the way, Ron Shields says he's going to come see you. And uh, tell me about the truth, something, okay. bro. Yeah, definitely, man. You know, it's funny. I got to get better at that kind of thing because, you know, this time last year, you know, these kind of opportunities weren't really popping up. Now I got to get better at reflecting uh, <laughs> myself and stuff like that. But, yeah, certainly, man, down at ATL, we're going to be with uh, Pastor Isaiah Robinson. In his church, there's going to be the, the Truth Summit. So you can definitely check out uh, Isaiah Robinson. I know he's successful on Facebook. And uh, I don't have the website off the top of my head. But essentially what we're doing is it's kind of what I described. You know, we're bringing speakers together who have been dealing with some of these, uh, whether it be the Hebrew Israelites, Kemetics, and some of these other groups. And we're just taking the opportunity to get together as brothers in Christ, brothers and sisters in Christ, and educate ourselves as to how to best respond to the types of objections <laughs> towards Christianity coming from these different groups. Also, this is something it's all about, you know. So that's going to be February uh, 16th and 17th. Like I said, it's going to be down there in ATL, so I definitely would encourage people to come on out. Space is limited, uh, but I, and I think they're just about close to uh, being sold out, man. So I definitely encourage anybody who's in that area yep. to go ahead and hop on that you know, sooner than yep. later. And I also want to shout out to my man, Tim Allison. Uh, Tim Allison in uh, Bloomingdale, uh, Illinois. I'll be I'll be there on the on February fourth uh, for the uh, Black and Christian uh, conference. Uh, so that's going to be dope as well. We're going to be exploring the same types of issues. It's just so powerful seeing pastors and leaders from different regions, you know, getting hit to what's going on and then providing their members and their communities opportunities to learn in these areas. So shout out to Pastor Tim Allison as well. I'll be uh, up there with them on February uh, February fourth. Yeah, yeah, just check it out. Uh, the Truth Summit 2018, setting the record straight. Macedonia Missionary Baptist Church in Cartersville, Georgia, and you can get information for the tickets at one two three formbuilder.com. February 16th, 17th, got some really great people. Shout out to Isaiah Robertson, the pastor, putting it together. Talking about what council and I see. Uh, talking about Hebrew Israelites. Talking about conscious community. Talking about Christianity, white man religion, African roots Christianity. Talking about prosperity gospel and abortion. Yeah. So some fire, fire stuff. And the other one you mentioned as well. So uh, good, good, good stuff, man. Uh, it, check it out. What about you? Uh, so real. I'm always glad we get to hear from brother Adam. You know he's got a lot going on because he's multi-talented and very gregarious. What about you, brother? So real. Tell us about 2018. <laughs> hey, fellas, man. I just gotta dip out. I gotta get back into the office, y'all. So I gotta dip out right quick. Hey, no doubt, man. You told me it might have to be in and out, so that's all good, man. I'm glad I got you on right yeah, there, right quick, man. Bro. No doubt. Hey, appreciate y'all, man. Peace. Shout out to the brother. He's doing a lot. What about you, So Real? Speak, speak yeah, quickly. Yeah, man. I'm definitely excited. Uh, oh goodness. All right, I, I'll definitely keep it really quick. Um, to make a long story short, uh, you know, my my goal for this year was to basically upgrade the churches. That has been my ultimate goal for 2018. You know, I've, I've, you know, we've definitely had a, a great internet ministry for the past, you know, I say a year, maybe going on two years now, and you know, my heart really is growing toward actually, you know, going from state to state, um, where, wherever I'm requested or, or where requested to actually go ahead and and meet the needs of, you know, the things that the church is not aware of or what they don't know about, and really to give them a a palatable piece to help them understand the things that the young people face. If you don't answer their questions, they will eventually end up getting their questions, quote-unquote, answered by the very people that they're going to while leaving your church. 
And so another reason why I was um, really inspired to go out and do this is basically because of all the things that we do in Internet ministry, people really don't know that a lot of people hit me up on phone calls, emails, and messages. And, you know, some of these messages uh, really have caused me to kind of rethink. It's one thing to address the people and address, you know, uh, the, the folks that we debate against, but it's a whole other thing to address the pastors, the people who, you know, speak to the people every Sunday, you know. And, and real quick, I'm just going to read a, a small snippet of, you know, just a short little, uh, you know, little message that, that I received uh, from someone on Facebook just so you guys can get an understanding. And after that, I'll just go ahead and turn it back to you. This is, uh, I'm not going to say their name, but this comes from somebody who gave me a little something last night. It goes a little something like this. I'm really thankful for educated brothers like yourself and all those in Shield Squad, like Brother, well, he doesn't know that Brother Jay's not in it, but, you know, Brother Jay, G-Man Faithful, and et cetera, and there's a lot of things he don't know. <laughs> uh, he says, I stumbled across a BHI on YouTube a few years ago. I was instantly intrigued. This is before I was aware of the Edom, Edomite doctrine, because I became fascinated because I'm someone who loves God, and I try to learn as much about the Bible and prophecies as I can. I was intrigued because I felt though I came across the knowledge of the true Jews, I was excited because I felt that God was raising up his people to preach the true gospel of Christ to, to, for, to the last days. It all made sense. The slavery, the poverty, the hatred against them, civil rights, everything, it was something that I started to believe. Then I started hearing about Edomite doctrine. I became, uh, yeah, I began to become terrified. Doubting my own salvation. This was really tough for me because I have a lot of mental issues, you know, such as Asperger's, a form of autism, depression, etc. The doctrine led me to spend several months hardly leaving my house. I lost so much sleep because I was living in fear. At one point, I felt so terrified it was difficult to get out of bed and eat. I saw taking care of myself uh, physically, and the whole world felt like it was crumbling. I spent hours and hours praying and pleading with God to save me. And I wasn't feeling his presence because I felt like I was under Edom's judgment. It was horrible. At one point, I was contemplating taking my own life because to me, this life doesn't matter. Nothing in this life matters, uh, you know, about my soul, of my soul, if my soul is going to be with Christ. It drove me nuts. I felt like me, my family, and the others were doomed. That's until I found you guys and seen the work you guys do and put into exposing them. But still, through all that, I'm still afraid from time to time. I'm not afraid of them being right about their identity. I'm afraid of not being loved by God, being destroyed, sent to hell, sent into slavery. It's nuts. But you guys definitely helped me. That came from last night. So when I say that I want to go ahead and, you know, upgrade the churches on what they believe, whether it's by two- or three-day conferences, whatever it is, you know, especially I'm going to go ahead and be with the One True Conference, definitely going to be there. I'm definitely going to be wherever Adam Coleman is. I'm definitely trying to get out there. But this is just one of the things. We have a lot of things that we get from African Americans, but that actually came from, you know, a white male individual. So this doctrine is affecting everybody. And I think that um, hangouts are great, but it's time for us to actually get out there and start talking with, you know, the pastors and, you know, helping the congregation. And other than that, that's all I got. 
No doubt, man. Uh, you know that that um that that email you you read reminded me of a verse I'd like to share. First John, chapter four. Uh, let me start here. In a thirteen, the key I want to focus on is verse eighteen. Let me just read this real quick. I think I'd edify that person if they're listening. By this we Amen. know that we abide in Him and He in us, because He has given us of His Spirit. And we have seen and testified that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. So we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love, and whoever abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. By this, is love perfected with us so that we may have confidence for the day of judgment because as he is so also are we in this world and here's the verse i really want to focus on there Mm. is no fear in love but perfect love casts out fear for fear has to do with punishment and whoever fears has not been perfected in love we love because he first loved us that's a good word right there well amen bring up mm. brother LeBron g campbell <laughs> Radio. what's going on homie what's going on what's up with you man big and b, what, family it out there. what it do so real what's going on how's it going man got so real got the Ron of Shield Squad and Adam Coleman dipped in and dipped out. He was sharing some of his ideas in 2018. What about you, LeBron? How are you feeling for 2018? You know, share some of your vision, maybe some of the stuff we've oh, even talked man. about, man. Go ahead. What you got on your mind or on your heart, bro? Uh, first of all, I just got to doing a couple of running outside. You know, it's raining out here. I'm down in Alabama. You know, so, you're in Alabama. You know, I'm in Alabama Dang. right now, yeah. Man, this dude everywhere, man. Yeah, moving around. Yeah, so basically, um, 2018, uh, plan to mm-hmm. do more videos, definitely more witnessing, uh, more giving. Definitely got to outgive than what I did last year. Nice. So we try to plan on doing that, you know, um, uh, getting out on these streets if I can. Um, traveling, you know, uh, more meetings, conference, a couple of conferences uh, this year, uh, meeting up, doing uh, interviews with some of these guys, you know, um, getting at some of the conscious community just as well, you know, about, um, you know, their teachings and, you know, how they, you know, confront the Bible, you know, and um, because I, I believe that a lot of One West camps and uh, not just one West, but a lot of the moderate camps are misrepresenting the truth of the uh, what the word is saying. So definitely I think that that's on my agenda uh, for 2018 is to really, um, you know, study and get more learned myself, you know, in this uh, biblical text. And, uh, you know, uh, man, it's so, so much, so much that needs to be done because there's so many people just falling away. But mainly everything is just to keep my foot firm. My family, you know, my friends, my loved ones, and those are who are divine connections, uh, just as well. You know, um, keep moving. Make sure my work ethic is is is, is this year 
uh, more, you know, than what I did last year. That's why if you guys kind of see me, I'm kind of like at any given time I'm, I'm doing a live video or I'm talking about certain things, you know. Um, also to work on self, you know, allow the Holy Spirit to really continue to work on me as an individual and to and uh for improvements to be made within me just as well. So that's the first thing is just getting really more in contact, you know, uh with the spirit of God and just allowing the spirit of God to use me and not, you know, be in pride and stuff like that. So that's the first thing overall. Uh better family man, you know, um all of those good things, you know, um uh, God wants to work on me when it comes to uh, being financial financial freedom, you know, and also helping other people to be financially free. So that's one of the things that we want to work on too. Uh, on my as far as my page, um, and what we want to do with Shield Squad, also uh, radio is getting a lot of speakers. I want to go out and start speaking to a lot of these guys that deal with evolution, and uh, also a lot of the guys that are Christians that deal with evolution. In a sense, to where they how they explain it, uh, that deals with biology, genetics, um, possibly Hebrew classes, uh, biblical Hebrew, you know, where people are able to come, you know, uh, once a week and sit down and, you know, for a good month straight or two months to, and, and learn uh, biblical Hebrew. So that's what I'm looking to push towards, um, you know, when it comes to Shield Squad, just as well, to where we're bringing people in that can, uh, you know, speak, you know, to the masses, Michael Heiser, Dr. Brown, and uh, other uh, Christian apologists, you know, that uh, speak the language to help us just as well as understand some of those uh, things that's in the biblical text. Um, you know, just advancement. Uh, I plan to finish my Hebrew courses, uh, biblical Hebrew, because somehow, some way, I tend to pay for the stuff and <laughs> and, you know, get busy and you know, don't really do my homework like I should. So, those are some of the things that's you. on the on the task. So, well, that's about it. I mean, you you paid for uh, Shield Squad Radio, and we're definitely using that. <laughs> right. Hey, you know? what do you think though about this uh, Zoom thing? You think uh, we should use that? Because I'm thinking um, I could see some uses for it already, man. Right, and actually, I was just as you were speaking. Well, earlier, you know, and then as you were speaking, I was, li uh, you know, um, listening to it because I came back to it and on the YouTube and really just looking at it and seeing which package will be best for us, you know, and um, I think it's a great tool that we can use just as well for video conferences rather we, and, and also debates and stuff like that, for, formal formal debates. I think that also we push it for a live um, uh, uh, Internet conference just as well. Yep. So Zoom would be something that would be great to where we can actually yes. have an internet conference. So yep. that's something that should be good. Yeah, so everybody, Zoom is a platform, you know, it's something we, we do got to pay for. But what it is is um, we can we can do um, stuff kind of like that you see on Google Hangouts, but it's better because uh, the image and audio is better. And then it lets you see all the faces at once instead of, whoever's only talking and random, you know, pictures and images. And so we're looking at that. And also you can add more people because Google Hangouts, I think, cuts you off at 10. So there's a lot of advantage, but it is not free. And so we're looking at that right now. And so uh, just a lot going on with that. In fact, man, there's more and more things as we get more and more serious with this. I'm thinking about starting up what they call a Patreon account. And that's where people who support in various ways 
can support. And that's something I encourage like urban apologists basically all to do is uh, look at trying to find ways, you know what I'm saying? Uh, it, depending on what level you're trying to do, get into this, not everyone has the same vision for that, but, but um, uh, consider starting a Patreon account. It's kind of like, you know, you see those things, Kickstarter, GoFundMe, there's all different types of ways. And um, you see some of the Hebrew Israelites doing it and it just depends what your vision is, but I don't know. I'm looking into it, considering some of that stuff, but it's, it's not like it would take the place of a job. It's just to help you do these little expenses because as we try to step up our game in quality, um, it's going to cost more. And me, and me and Laurent have talked about this. The Hebrew Israelites are active on Facebook. We may never be able to beat their numbers on Facebook. Now in the real world, of course, uh, you know, that that's another story. But on Facebook, when I say Facebook, I mean internet in general, really. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, online, you know what I mean? But but we can beat them in quality, clarity, truth, and creativity. And so we're trying to make each thing we do count for more to make up for how prolific they tend to be. And, you know, sometimes Hebrews are like, oh, Shield Squad, they're foolish. They're sharing their strategy. Oh, this is a war, and you shouldn't share your strategy. I've heard him uh, actually say that before when we've talked about stuff like this. You guys don't understand, like, yeah, there's some things that we'll do, you know, on the low because we want to be clever and wise, but really we're, we're, we're pretty much open source, you know what I mean? Because we want other Christians involved, involved. We're not trying to act like we got the secret sauce, you know what I mean? This is a group effort, and so that's why we're telling people, and uh, we want people to pray for these things to get involved. It's a team thing, and that's why we got the Shield Squad fellowship base, people like Tony Tabano, Alita Andrews, people like that that really hold it down, you know what I'm saying? So ain't no thing to mention that. So with that, let me get on. We got two more Shield Squad folks on hold. I'm going to bring them up, K-Dub and then Nissan. I'm going to get to you too. But what's up first, K-Dub, Chris Williams. Welcome to Shield Squad Radio Vision 2018. How you doing, bro? What up, Shield Squad? What's going on, man? Yeah. Just grinding that word up. What up? What up? Peace, brother. <laughs> what's up, bro? Yeah, man. Oh, before I before I start with you, a hey, uh, LeBron, can you tell people real quick? I don't remember if you totally mentioned the information about how they can check out what you're doing tonight. Could you give that a little real quick plug before we uh, see what K Dub got to say? Yeah, well, actually, uh, we got a guy that's. Can you hear me? We got a guy that's coming in that deals with genetics. He has his uh, bachelor's. Uh, his name is Ngozi, and uh, he's from Team Osiris. And he's not really, uh, you know, he's not a believer, you know, but he has uh, he deals with biology. So I thought it would be a great thing to bring him in because he's more so not biased when it comes to um, where we stand at when it comes to dealing with science. and Because uh, we're not against science, especially if it's uh, showing uh, migrations, uh, genetic migrations that we can look at. And so, you know, he, he's, he was supposed to come in tonight, but I told him just to do it on um, Sunday because I think Sunday will be a better day. Um, I talked to him earlier today, you know, about two hours ago. So I think Sunday will be a better day for everybody to sit down and be able to listen to the guy and, uh, you know, take a pen in the pad and, uh, you know, just we all get educated when it comes to biology. I mean, the guy is uh, awesome when it comes to uh, genetic migrations and haplogroups and stuff like that. So that will be going on Sunday. Uh, we're going to try to shoot for around by like 8 to 9 o'clock when everybody kind of gets settled in, put the kids down a little bit, and then – um you know, we can go into it and uh, be able to watch some, uh, learn some biology. So that's when that takes place. Yeah, yeah. Not only that, but we're going to do a Shield Squad Google Hangout on your channel this Friday night. Is that right? Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot about that, too. I thought, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, this Friday night, we're going to be doing a, um, 
Google Hangout on Shield Squad uh, about with Shield Squad on my channel tonight. My channel is G Consciousness. Uh, consciousness is spelled with a K. So you know you can Google it or you can uh, actually just go to YouTube and look it up. It'll pull right up. And so we definitely gonna get it in this uh, Friday. Speak on some things as well. You know so. Um, check out uh the channel make sure you subscribe hit that indication button so you can get an indication when you do go over there um or when we do you know show up over there or, or on on any one of our channels but yeah no so doubt, that's basically no doubt, no doubt. Yeah. all right kata man what you got going over 2018 i mean uh i heard you did some shows with adam coleman and brother jay and um also yeah. uh uh, as it was, who was it? Oh, who else was on there? I, no, yeah, Tony from Hazakim about the song yep. and stuff. And those, man, those were uh, super good shows that you guys did together. So I encourage people to check that out on True ID, Adam Coleman, Sky Lane's channel. And then we started off the show, of course, with the Tony Ray response track, you know. And so there we go with that. But uh, I see you've been making some dope new videos and you've been hitting the streets again. So what do you think of 2018? Hey, 2018 going to have more videos, more hitting the streets, more debates, uh, more music. Yeah, man, every, everything, man, is in the works, man. And so I'm excited for it. Uh, a lot of good combo on some of the things, uh, you know, I've been listening to uh, from the other fellas. Excited for that, too. Yeah, yeah, you man, got a collab track coming out with uh, Brother Jay on his new album, right? Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And so... Uh, yeah, we was working on that last night and talking, man. It's 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 a good track, man. Uh, a little different style for me, but I think it's good. I think it sounds good. Dope, dope, man. I'm excited about that for sure. Tell people about some of those new videos you dropped, man, because I've been liking the stuff you put out. One of the most recent ones I saw was uh, Hebrew Israelites say the darndest things. What was your <laughs> thought with that? I found that video to be real helpful. You know, that's something people should definitely share. Tell people how to find it and what your thought was with compiling those clips together with Hebrew Israelites say the darndest things. Yeah, um, they can find my YouTube channel at uh, K-Dub True. That's K-D-U-B-T-R-U, so K-Dub True without the E. And, uh, man, my thought process was like, man, a lot of times you just hear a lot of um, just absurd things, um, just foolish things. And I'm thinking about coming out with a part two because that was really a, a soft version of, of – Quick stuff mm -hmm. I was just putting together, and uh, I could get way, <laughs> way more darnest things. You know, you know, I had the idea of just a Bill Cosby show. Uh, yeah, kids say the darnest things. And I was just thinking one day, like, man, a lot of black Hebrews like just say some foolish things. And that kind of came to mind, and uh, yeah, just really to show people the absurd and anachronistic and just historical re revisionist things they say. That it just really doesn't make sense when you analyze these things historically and factually, and so um, and just and and then just contradicting their own theology. So stuff like that, I was just thought it'd be cool to uh, collab together. Yeah, check this out. I'm gonna I'm gonna share that video. In fact, actually, right now on uh, the fellowship base. If you're a if you're a Shield Squad supporter, you know what I'm talking about by that. And then also, I'm going to share it in the um, on the Shield Squad Facebook page, just where it's the Shield Squad. I'll just put the link for that video because it's only five minutes and 45 seconds. It's real good stuff. Yeah. So I'm going to put that up there so people can see it because, you know, it's helpful because uh, the average Christian, you know, they can't go through all these clips right. and just 
look at everything right. and spend all the you know, but we are running into this stuff all the time, so it's kinda like, Oh, there's something noteworthy. Oh, check that out, check that out. Oh, that's funny, you know, oh that's crazy, oh that's right. wild, oh that's contradictory, oh that's heretical. Right. You know, all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. So we could just kinda make note of it and clip it down and you know, you've been good at that. Jesus were been good at that. So it's good. It helps to kind of summarize some of, of the stuff that they got going on, you know what I mean? And right. so I appreciate that. More videos like that because they're short. And it's just real quick exposing half the work, I think, with engaging Hebrew Israelites is just explaining to people what they believe. And we can do that right. from their own words. And to be honest, just like the Bible says, their own words will condemn them. Right. So, yeah, man, anything yeah. else to share, bro, real quick, uh, what you got going on out there in Texas? Yeah, man, uh, Texas, man. Uh, me and brother uh, Jesus the Word, uh, Ricky, man, we're going to be doing a lot of – collaborations too man and um like i said 20 2018 is going to be uh a lot of a lot of good stuff also too also going to be uh teaching at my church just putting people on to um a lot of the black hebrew israelites and um helping them with the apologetic against them and hopefully that'll raise up more people to be be you know be uh on the lookout for them too and engaging them so looking oh yeah yeah to that. yeah yeah did you, i so uh, the brother's going to be doing educational classes at his church there. That's real good. And uh, yep. I like how uh, most of the people in Shield Squad are active and involved with a local congregation. That's really important. And I, I, right. and I like how you're doing that and you're involved. And um, uh, you got, I sent you my keynote on that, and you got it, right? Yeah. Yeah, I got okay, it. Okay, good. So, that's, hey, that's, I say that to anyone. Check it out. If you're doing something like this. And you want like pictures and a basic framework already, but you don't know where to start. I have a PowerPoint that I've used and a keynote that I've used that I send to people for free. And so if you just contact me at the street apologist at Gmail, the street apologist at gmail.com, I'll send it to you as well. Well, with that, let me bring up the brother Nissan Cran of the Shield Squad. He's out here in Phoenix. I actually saw him last night because we're doing an Islamic apologetics conference together. What's up, Nissan? How you doing, bro? Doing good. Everybody say what's up good to Nissan Cran. Good to see you. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, we can. I was just waiting on everybody to say hi. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, what's up, man? <laughs> hey. <laughs> good to hear you. All right, check this out. We got a lot of people on the line, and so... Brothers, I'm, I got you on. I'm going to bring you up, but let me just temporarily mute so I can hear uh, Nissan real clear. If that's okay, everybody, don't take offense, please. Uh, it ain't like that. Leron, I'm not going to mute you. You know what I'm saying, though, but just temporarily the other two brothers. So, Nissan, check it out. I mentioned that apologetics conference uh, for on Islam. Can you tell people a little bit about your involvement in doing apologetics to the Muslim community? Sure. Uh, I've gotten more involved with that. I've been involved with a few conferences and doing those as I'm beginning to see a lot of overlap uh, between certain arguments that are used in the Muslim community and used in the Jewish community and and vice versa. Certain medieval uh, Jewish polemics against Christianity were actually borrowed from Islam. Uh, So I'm getting fascinated by some of the connections I think that's one of the great things about urban apologetics is that we're beginning to see the same arguments being used by different groups. And so as we pull our expertise, an argument that's used over here, 
uh, can be defended over there, and we don't have to compartmentalize our apologetics, even though we can have specializations. And I think that's a really powerful thing to be able to grasp hold of, that, that really Satan just kind of recycles the same junk. He just finds right, different ways to do it. Historically, you've been involved with doing apologetics to uh, folks who would be followers of Judaism of some sort, correct? Correct, yeah. Talk a little bit about what you're trying to do with that area in the new year, though, brother. How about that? Uh, well, uh, we've got a website up called zionsbanner.org. Uh, we're posting teaching and apologetics. Uh, the goal is to to teach the scriptures, look at the big picture, and then draw the apologetics out of that and then make personal application. So we're shooting for exegesis, apologetics, and application. Uh, God's good, big good. story in that. Can you talk a little bit about um, the conference you got coming up here in Arizona? Uh, if somebody's in Arizona and maybe wants to come, you've been involved before. Just talk a little about that conference taking place at the end of February. Sure. I've got uh, a wonderful flyer right in front of me that, that someone named Vocab made. <laughs> he even dropped it off last night. Um, it's uh, February 23rd and 24th. Now, it's going to be held at two different locations. The Friday night's going to be uh, from 630 to 9 at Hillside Baptist, uh, 1344 West Thunderbird. If you're from the Valley, you have a rough idea of where Thunderbird is. But if you're really stuck, you stick it in the GPS, and the GPS will get you there. Saturday, however, we're at the first Arabic church. 2232 West Campbell. That's that's more like downtown Central Phoenix uh, area. Um, and so we've got some great – I love meeting other apologists, so it's going to be great to see El Fadi again. Um, it's always great to be with you, Vocab. Um, okay. I don't know Brother Jafar, but I'm going to get the honor of meeting him. Um, yeah, he, he's and a brother. He's, he's Jordanian. And he's from Cali, so he's going to be coming in. He's worked previously with Pastor Jamal Bashara, and he's also written a book under the name of Little Jacob, a book called Stolen Truth about uh, basically Islam kind of ripping off Christianity and stuff like that. And so, uh, yeah, that's 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 um, who he is. So I'm looking forward to meeting him too as well. I do have his book though, but I'm looking forward to meeting him. But yeah. Uh of course, there's there's more there, so I know we're going to have some testimonies that are going to be really exciting. And yeah, we got a couple of former Muslims, yeah. one from Saudi Arabia and uh, another uh, Muslim who is actually, you know, been recently disowned by her family, and she's still um, kind of working through what it even means to be a Christian. She's going to share where she's at in her journey and story, and, and she's someone that uh, I'd really like to see the church rally behind her. And so we're going to hear some good testimonials to show people, you know, this is worth it. There's going to be some training as well as we're going to be doing some actually street evangelism. But for that, that's not advertised. You have to get that through word of mouth. So contact me if you're in the Phoenix area and are interested in that. So the point is this is a style of urban apologetics because Islam is big to this in the cities. It's big here in Phoenix. It's been big in a lot of major American cities. And um, not only that, but, but um, uh, there's – People who convert out of, you know what I'm saying, different minority communities to Islam, or different varieties of it. So this is relevant, and some of the issues are the same. For example, Jeff, you're going to be sharing on the foundations for the Trinity, the triune nature of the God, as found in the Hebrew Scriptures in the Old Testament, correct? Correct. 
Yeah, so that's an and example. It's, it's interesting because I'm, I'm hearing uh, occasionally um, as, as we do Shield Squad, there's, there's some sort of division there as to whether uh, Jesus or they would say, well, they wouldn't even say Yeshua because the Hebrew is a little different. But, but they're, they're, it seems to come up, the, the deity of Messiah seems to, to come up even in discussions with um, some portions of uh, the Hebrew Israelite community which is right. rather interesting. That's good. Well, check this out. I see a caller on the line, 770-680. I don't know if you want to talk. If you do, press 1. Listen, everyone, we're about to take a little break. I'm going to play one song, and this is the time for you to call in. Um, I've talked to everybody from Shield Squad who's able to join so far. I was hoping Sister Cherry and maybe Brother Jesus' work could jump on. Don't know if that's going to happen. I still got Brother So Real on the line. Uh, he hopefully he's going to be able to hang with us. I, I, you're 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 live again, So Real. But what I'm going to do is play this track, and it's by it's by K Dub Chris Williams, who who you just heard from. It's a track that sparked off a lot of controversy recently called Pseudo Israelites. But while that's playing, if you want to call in or somebody wants to call in, this is the time. So let me give that number again: nine one seven eight eight nine two two three three. That's nine one seven eight eight nine. Two two three three, and we've shared a lot of information about upcoming events. It might even be overwhelming. Uh, when we come back, I'll share some of my ideas for 2018 because I haven't really said nothing yet. And then we will take your calls at nine one seven eight eight nine two two three three and press one if you want to speak. That'll put you in the queue, or you can just, of course, still listen live to the show. You know, through a sh- uh, blogtalkradio.com slash shield squad. And listen, if you go on uh, the Facebook uh, Shield Squad site and have a question, I may see it on there. I check that occasionally during the show. If you send me an email or something like that, I may see it. But then again, I may not. So it's a maybe that I'll get to it during the show. Uh, The best way, of course, is to come on the show and ask your question. And if you want to just ask a question and jam out, that's okay as well. But let me play this track by K-Dub, Sue Israelites, and then when we come back, we will hear from our callers, and I'll share my thoughts on 2018 and urban apologetics. Here we go. Suda Israelites by Brother Kate. There are drugs that cause hallucinations, schizophrenia, manic depression. And you are too, as long as you're not a Edomite. The white man, they use the Bible for their racism. Yeah, they even hate women. And it's about time that we deal with this. To expose the false doctrines, they a bunch of hypocrites. The praise, praise, man, I know they not saved. Oh, you don't believe me? Check out how they behave. A bunch of guys trying to find a identity. It needs to be a great show vocab, we got the remedy. But they isogeet Deuteronomy 28. They actually think you about the slave trade. trade. This doctrine causes so much destruction to minorities. The consumption only leads into your corruption. I'm patient with them. Yo, I love them. So, so sit down, down for this discussion. If you're trusting in the law, then you're doomed. Because God's holiness will have you totally consumed. He don't want your best. He wants perfection. Trust in Christ alone, not in your complexion. From your heart determines if your true risen light. Not your melanin, a nation, y'all, let's get it right. Don't matter if you're Gentile or Jew. The gospel is a hope, yeah, that can make you new. If you're trusting in the law, then you're doomed. Because God's holiness will have you totally consumed. He don't want your best, he wants perfection. Trust in Christ alone, not in your complexion. From your heart determines if you're true, risen light. Not your melanin, the nation, y'all, let's get it right. Don't matter if you're Gentile or Jew. The gospel is a hope, yeah, that can make you new. Too many errors, where should I begin? How about the fact that they believe that Christ sinned? They affirm reincarnation that he was once Solomon. If Jesus sinned, he's no better than Muhammad then. And if 
Christ, that's not appalling more to criticize. The person and work of Christ, they also minimize. They reduce them, caboose them, and scripture they misuse them. Believe they are God too, so I guess they reproduce them. Don't get me started on this false gospel they promote. Faith plus works won't justify any soul. And if you think it does, you got a bad view of the law. Cause if you broke one, then you broke in them all. There. Doctrine only brings confusion, spiritual delusion. I believe the constantly in evolution. Yo, assertions are never proven. Always assuming I got the solution. Trust in Christ's perfect substitution. And if you don't, then all of you will perish. Salvation ain't based on the color of your parents. And if your low Christology isn't corrected, you'll see the true God of Israel, not yours expected. Cause he's fully God and he's fully human. This glorious doctrine called the hypostatic union. Jesus came to save man for every tongue, tribe, and nation. Men from all races will thank him and praise him. And if you don't, then all of you will perish. Salvation ain't based on the color of your parents. And if your low Christology isn't corrected, you'll see the true God of Israel, not yours expected. Cause he's fully God and he's fully human. This glorious doctrine called the hypostatic union. Jesus came to save man for every tongue, tribe, and nation. Men from all Yes, yes, indeed. That's Pseudo-Israelites by Brother K-Dub. K-Dub True is where you can find him on YouTube, a.k.a. Chris Williams. So, Real, have you heard that track yet? You know, I think I, um, I don't think I don't think that's the first time I actually heard it. I think I got that mixed up with another, uh, you know, track that I heard against Hebrew Israelites. I don't think I heard that one. Right, I like that one, man. You got anything? I like that yeah. one. What do you think? How about you? Uh, yeah, I think uh, it was. Mr. Oh, Graham, what do you what do you think, bro? You uh, I know you're not a a rap fan per se, but uh, I'm 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 getting better at it. <laughs> uh, right. that, uh, a lot of theology in in a short period of time, huh? Right, and you know what, brother Tony Ray from Hazakim, he made a song specifically about some of these issues last week that dropped because uh, one of these groups came after us. With a diss track, and he responded. So uh, you know who who Hazakim is and all that. So I guess he's been working a lot with Jonathan Bernice of uh, Chosen People. He's telling me. Uh, well, Jonathan Bernice is is Jewish voice. Oh, I'll sorry, my bad. Same. I said the wrong thing. I was thinking of your. My bad. My bad. I mixed up the two things. Yes, Jewish voice, Jonathan Bernice. My bad. Yes, correct. Yeah, and I'm I'm hopefully going to be getting together with Jonathan because uh, I think he he may be open to doing more in the valley. Uh, they've had an incredible international uh, ministry, but uh, he hinted at uh, their anniversary uh, celebration that he might be open to more in the Valley, and, and I have a few ideas afloat with him. So I'm glad to Good. see Tony working with him. Good. Well, I'm glad you guys are on the line. Let me share a few things recently. Uh, recently, we had a meeting with uh, a lot of the Shield Squad members. Not everybody can make it, but most people were able to make it. And we talked about the new members we've got going on and different things of that nature. Just trying to get more organized, more structured. Not that we're ever going to do it perfect. I mean, it ain't even like that. But I wanted to bring out a couple things from that meeting that I thought would be important to share that people may or may not know. One is on our website, theshieldsquad.com. If you go to the section under beliefs, you will see a general framework of beliefs that everybody in Shield Squad has to agree to. And let me run down those real quick because sometimes people say, oh, they're a diverse crew. We are a diverse crew. You know, G-Con and Nissen are more dispensational type. Myself and K-Dub are not. And we understand that, but you know, we, we believe and agree on the gospel and we're okay with unity. 
within those differences, and we focus on the big things, you know, and that's how it is, and we can have charity along the way. So within that, let me read the Statement of Faith. This is adapted from the National Association of Evangelicals, and I've got it linked there on the website. There are seven main points that I'm going to read that we all agree upon. Here they are. We believe the Bible to be the inspired, the only infallible, authoritative word of God. That's the first one, basically, sola scriptura type of thing. And here's the thing is that – um. You know, I'm bringing this out as we talk about vision for 2018, and so this is um, letting people in Shield Squad reminding them of our foundation, you know, in a sense, and then also um, letting people know out there this fact and this truth. And so it's kind of a reiteration, and that's a good thing to do whenever you hit a little milestone. Secondly, we believe that there is one God eternally existent in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, classic definition for the Trinity. Third one, we believe in the deity of our Lord Jesus Christ in his virgin birth and his sinless life and his miracles and his vicarious and atoning death through his shed blood and his bodily resurrection and his ascension to the right hand of the Father and in his personal return and power and glory. And all three of these points in some way really Hebrew Israelites, uh, if we're going to talk about them, would actually disagree with. For example, that last one, virgin birth, nope. Sinless life? Nope. Deity? Nope. You see what I'm saying? So these are key things they disagree with, as well as the first two. Next, we believe that for the salvation of lost and sinful people, regeneration by the Holy Spirit is absolutely essential. They also do agree with that. They don't think salvation is for just lost and sinful people. They think it's only for Israelites, and they don't believe in being. Re- uh, they don't really believe in regeneration by the Holy Spirit because they don't think he's a person. So fifthly, we believe in the present ministry of the Holy Spirit by those. I'm sorry, by whose indwelling the Christian is enabled to live a godly life. Sixthly, we believe in the resurrection of both the saved and the lost, that they are saved into the resurrection of life, and they are lost into the resurrection of damnation. Lastly, we believe in the spiritual unity of believers in our Lord Jesus Christ. Then additionally, in in addition to that statement, there are four historic creeds that we all universally hold to. These are sometimes called the ecumenical creeds. Uh, We're not saying that they are scriptural, but we are saying that we believe they are essentially derived out of scripture and are good summations of key aspects of scriptural teaching. And so here they are, and on the website I have links to all four of them. The Apostles' Creed, the Nicene Creed, the Athanasian Creed, and the Creed of Chalcedon, which really gets into the the nature and the person of Christ. So I encourage people to look at those. Those are uh, five different types of statements that you can see uh, what are some of the things that we would be surrounded on and agreed upon within doctrine. And then before I share some of my visions and ideas and stuff, let me, let me quickly say kind of who shield squad is actually current uh, membership roster. The leadership core is myself, G con that's Laron and Adam Coleman. And then members are Anthony Ray. That's Tony from how's sister cherry, uh, Jordan Ortiz, so real, Raquel, and then uh, people that are in Shield Squad considered affiliates are Abu Kamer, Kata Williams, who you heard from earlier, Ricky Jesus the Word, Brian G uh, from Alabama, and then of course the other man on the line, Nissan Cran. And so that's current roster and all that. And um, you guys have anything to say before I share a couple ideas that I've got? Um, things I want to say. You guys have anything to? Uh, sort of add uh, at all? You guys are uh, Nissan or, or, or so real? <laughs> not not well, on my end. All right, all right. All right, well, with that, um, if uh, this will be maybe the last thing we do on the show, unless you guys want to say something else after this, and unless I get um, enough callers that want to call in and say something. 
Vision for 2018. Well, as so real mentioned earlier, you know, I had done a skit about uh, the concept of image making in Islam being haram. That means forbidden. And uh, that being applied to snowmen. And so myself and John McRae from What Do You Mean did a little thing. It's on my channel. You can see. And the thought is I'm going to try to, by God's grace, do more things like that, putting apologetics in a uh, kind of engaging format that you might call a skit, right? And so that's an example now that relates to Islam. But remember, Islam has always been something I've been engaged with as well, not just Hebrew-Israelism. And uh, so you'll see stuff that might alternate between Islam and Hebrew-Israelism. So within um, that – Yes, Hello. Sir. Can I be heard? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, hey, I can hear you. Um, I actually got to run. I got an emergency call, man. Um, okay, listen, God bless. It has been great with you guys. Yes. Um, you guys take care. All hey, right. No doubt, man. God bless, man. We'll pray for you, man. Peace out, man. Thank you. Peace out. Hey, dear Lord, whatever is going on with uh, Brother Surreal, we lift him up right now and pray that your hand will be upon him and your guardian angels will be protecting him. All right, yeah. Hey, check it out. We've got a couple calls online. Just want to tell you guys, if you want to say something, you do got to press 1 because otherwise I won't know to click you in. I'll think you're just listening. So that's to you, 770. That's to you, 773. That's to you, 559. The rest of y'all, you know who you are. If you're listening in, you got to press 1 or I won't know to get you in. But that number we're going to call in is 917-889-2233. So <clears throat> let me also say um, in relationship to, to uh, ideas for 2018 – it's basically just more upload, more content on my YouTube channel, and we're trying to get everyone to really, uh, if they're able to, to consider doing more things like that, you know, videos and whatnot. Some people may or may not start a YouTube channel. That's fine, but you can produce videos and different little things even on your cell phone, and even if you don't have a YouTube channel, you can put them on Facebook. That's another way to share content like that or give them to somebody who does have a YouTube channel. They could promote it. For example, uh, Tony Ray from Hazakim just did something, and uh, – He's he's wants me to put on my YouTube channel so that I would get more uh, views or whatever because he did a really good job at debunking this Hebrew Israelite meme. So look for that pretty soon, actually. So um, that's something. And um, also, yeah, there are some conferences going down. You know, you heard about Adam Coleman's. There's going to be some others that um, I believe I'm going to be involved with by the grace of God. Uh, just look for them on social media. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. Same thing with the other members. Not all of them are on all those social media accounts, but they are out there, especially on Facebook, and you've got to follow track what they do as well. So um, that's important uh, as well. And then um, uh, another thing that, that might be happening this year, and this is not Shield Squad, but we're talking about Urban Apologetics 2018, is a brother, um, uh, Brother Jay. It looks like I think this is the year he's going to be putting out an album, and in the album, man, it's going to be like his story of going from Hebrew Israelism to the true gospel. And um, the stuff I've heard so far, man, is like really amazing, and I'm really excited about it. And when that album drops, look for us to promote the heck out of that thing because he's a real talented artist, real talented musician, and uh, I'm excited to see him use you know, his, his passion and talent and skill for the glory of God in that way. And so that's something we're super, super excited about with that. So look for that as well when that comes, because we're going to promote the heck out of that, like I said, now um, in 2018. Um, not only that, but I hope by God's grace in 2018 to do a second edition of the book. And I'm probably going to change the title and add some content 
and uh, that's a lot of work, but I do hope that it can happen. So look for that perhaps in the fall towards the end of the year. That's uh, when that might go down as far as the second edition. Fix some mistakes and typos and errors and stuff like that. Put the book out, you know what I mean? That's that's a hope, so keep that in mind. And I mentioned earlier starting a Patreon account, and that's just finding ways to have people be involved with this because uh, people have been asking, you know, how can I get involved? How can I help? How can I support? And I haven't really had outlets for them to do it, but if I do a Patreon account, it is a way for people to get involved in those ways. And so uh, look for that as well. Uh, I know there's something else I'm missing, but I'm kind of forgetting what it is. And so I'm not going to ramble. I'm just going to look one more time. 770-559-706. Anybody else, if you want to call, got to press 1 because I'm about to end the show pretty soon actually here. So Nissan Cran, let me give you the final word um, unless, like I said, somebody jumps on and wants to call. Anything you want to share about your involvement so far? You know, um, I know you're finishing up a doctorate, a doctorate of ministry. Just other things going on that people could check because you may not always be as active in Shield Squad as much, although you definitely jump in and contribute for time, but you're always doing apologetics, ministry evangelism. So just share with people a little bit about some of the other stuff they do so they could check what you do there because you do some good stuff even when it's not technically, quote, Shield Squad. Break that down real quick, brother, the, that you got going on this year and in the past. I've got a conference uh, connected with the Calvary Chapels coming up in June, at least on the calendar. Uh, and I'm excited about that. Where is um, that going to be? Um, I'm still getting some details on that. We need to firm that up. Um, and uh, I'm hoping to uh, end up taking some of the material I've done at some of these conferences and, and creating some CDs and, and making those available um, and kind of expand the, the material that I have out there. Some of this is, is new to me. And we're just trying to groundbreak and get things off the ground uh, this year. And so um, there's some of that. Uh, there's some things I want to do. Uh, let me dream for a second. Uh, I'd love to do some man-on-the-street interviews using a camera. Uh, I've got a possibility of using a camera from, from Jewish Voice, possibly, if Jonathan would allow that. And doing some man-on-the-street. I've got First Fridays. We have an Isaiah 53 table out. Uh, some of the months and first Fridays when I'm not out of town, and I'd like to see that continue to grow. And uh, so those are just a few of the, the dreaming and scheming and, and things that are going on. And Can you explain, the that, explain real quick exactly what is an Isaiah 53 table? Um, I put uh, Isaiah 53 up. I put some literature out, and I try to stop people and ask them, uh, who do you think Isaiah 53 is talking about? Uh, and let them give uh, their best guess and use it as a hook to uh, start a conversation uh, or uh, maybe uh, make a contact. And we've even got some music. Uh, the worship pastor from Hillside Baptist has been coming out with his guitar and the coolest little setup with a car battery and an amplifier you've ever seen, uh, and uh -huh. he's providing some music. So uh, we're trying to expand that out and see where that might go. Nice, nice. All right, that's good. Um, all right, looks like we've got a caller. I'll take this caller, 773. You are live on Shield Squad Radio, speaking with Vocab Malone and Nissan Who am I talking to, and where are you calling from? My name is Josiah. I am calling from Phoenix, Arizona. Oh, hey, right on. What's going on, Josiah? Uh, yeah, man, uh, I don't know if you're able to catch much of the show, but um, we're... I got it about maybe 15, 20 minutes ago. Okay, well, hey, what's on your mind, man? Uh, curious. So, uh, personally, I do, I guess, full disclosure, I do hold to the 
the, the, the belief that the Negro is, in fact, the, the Israelite of the Bible. So right. I don't think I don't uh, hold to many of the doctrines that the Hebrew Israelite camps hold, uh, hold dear. For example, the Esau or the Edomites being the quote-unquote white man or uh, or that uh, Jesus is not or the Messiah, Husha HaMashiach, that he's not the uh, a deity. And uh, I also do not hold, but, hold on. No, can I, no salvation to yeah. On the last, you said that you're saying you you agree or disagree if they say Christ is not a deity. I wasn't sure what you said on that one. I'm sorry. Oh, I I disagree with that claim. The claim that he is or that he isn't. That he is not. So if a so Hebrew is alive, he is a deity. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, He's the Word made flesh. Okay, and then what's the other one you said about salvation? So there's uh, there's examples of let's say the eunuch who was smited in the stones being. Uh, being accepted into the body of Christ and uh, and Christ also giving blessings to Gentiles, including the Canaanite woman and a woman who was a Syrophoenician. So the claim that there is no salvation for any Gentiles under any circumstances, that doesn't, that doesn't ring consistent with those uh, instances. And furthermore, there's the 144,000 and the great multitude. So the great multitude speaks many languages, et cetera, et cetera. I think that's reasonably interpreted to imply that... Uh, there is salvation for Gentiles. So as far as when it comes to salvation and the deity of Christ, the core tenets of your doctrine, I'm not sure there's that much we uh, we disagree upon. But I am curious about who it is that you believe the Israelites are, in fact. And that's that's the first part of my, my, my line of questioning. Oh, you're saying who I think the Israelites are? Correct. Well, I mean, so it depends if you basically you mean... Um, like the, depends, the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, oh, okay, and Jacob okay. today. So you're talking about physical lineage? Yeah, the ones that uh, Paul said were not tossed away, God forbid. Right. Well, I and think, would be uh, in the 144,000 at the four, at the 12 gates, I think it is. Right. So uh, Jeff and I have some different views of this. I mean, the first thing, I, listen, the first thing when someone asks me, for example – you know who are the sons of Abraham? I mean, I, I go to a, a Galatians type definition. Those who have faith, those who are in Christ, are children of Abraham. I but I think right. you probably are asking about physical seed, is my I mean, guess. That's I what. mean, specifically, uh, like yeah, in as like the people who would be taken up as the let's say in one hundred forty-four thousand. He's speaking specifically of tribes, descendants of particular men. So who would those Israelites, who would those people be? So there's the synagogue of Satan, people who say they are Jews and are not and do lie. I'm curious who you think those are too. But, but so in addition to that, so who are the who are the fake, who are the Jews that are saying that Jews aren't and lie and are the synagogue of Satan? And who are the actual bloodline descendants of Israel as far as you can understand, as far as you believe? Right. The synagogue of Satan I take to be people would be ethnic Israelites or ethnic Jews who are rejecting Christ as Messiah. I think that's the proper interpretation of that passage. So I don't think it's Someone who's masquerading they're, they're, as a physical they Israelite, they're Jews, but they're not. Yeah, Jews. well, because right, because the uh, the way the Bible defines someone who is Israel, uh, in the, especially mm-hmm. in the New Covenant, is someone who's part of the. I mean, well, even you could say to the Old Covenant, someone who's part of the faithful remnant. And I think the way the New Covenant understands that is the the faithful remnant are those who believe in Christ, mm-hmm. uh, believe as as that Jesus Yeshua is the Messiah. And so if somebody is a physical Israelite, they may be. But remember, Jesus, he even said this really in his earthly ministry. He said, 
uh, you guys are really sons of Satan. You're children of the devil. You're after your father, the father yeah, of speaking to the Pharisees, right? Yeah, so he's talking there to blood Israelites. You know, those are blood Israelites right. he's speaking to, yet he's calling them. I think John is uh, doing the same thing, and I don't think it's an accident that Jesus, if I'm not mistaken, that accusation takes place in John. And then Revelation, I understand to be part of the Johannine corpus, meaning you know John also wrote Revelation as far as uh, the human author. And so John is saying that there are people who say they're of, of Israel, but they really aren't because they're rejecting what God right. is doing in history. They're the not all they're really the of Israel, the flesh, yes. not of Israel. Right. And then the so other question. So basically, so people who are calling themselves Jews, let's say like the Ashkenazi Jews, for example. The people who are, let's say the majority population of the state of Israel today, you would say that those people are, in fact, descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. However, the ones that worship instead Satan, let's say, are into Talmudic Judaism and the Kabbalah and reject Christ and believe that he's, uh, in a, he's boiling in a vat of excrement in hell. Those, for example, um, you would say are of the synagogue of Satan. Uh-oh, you're bringing in those uh, Talmudic... Those Talmudic uh, just, charges there. No, no, I think it's funny. Are those not true? Right, I'm just that saying, well, just so everyone knows, yeah. a lot of people might not know what you're referring to. Uh, he's referring to an act. Josiah's referring to an accusation that is made of uh, Yeshua in the Talmud uh, as far as boiling and, uh, you know, basically boiling x-ray in hell. Um, so the the thing is, who is living in Israel today? That is a super complex question. You have Palestinians. In fact, the church I go to, right. uh, you for know, the sake he, of simplicity, he, he grew up in Nazareth. I mean, just Ashkenazim. Oh, okay. So, um, well, for the sake Ashkenazi, of simplicity, the majority, is, the majority of the Jewish population. Well, I think it's only a majority in the sense of fifty-five to sixty percent. That's my understanding That's the of definition the definition of majority. <laughs> yeah, no, I <laughs> understand. By definition. I, I understand that, but just so, just so you're aware. A lot of Hebrew Israelites, I'm not saying you, but a lot of Hebrew Israelites who I've talked to are under the impression that about 90% of Israel today is filled with Ashkenazi. So I just wanted to, to make a sense. It's technically a majority, but I think the, that, that makeup is changing, and there's also um, intermarriage now happening with Ethiopian Jews and all types of folks. So when you say Ashkenazi, uh-huh. um, again, the question is not that pertinent. For me, as much of it might be for someone else because I don't think it has any bearing on their salvation or standing with God. But it seems as if there are enough Ashkenazi who could back up some aspect of their lineage with different factors such as culture, linguistic, tradition, and even now in the modern era, especially on the male side, genetics. But that doesn't mean all, and I'll give you an example real quick. Uh, my understanding is that when the right of return was going on, a lot of people from Russia snuck out of Russia because – who wanted to be in Russia at that time, or maybe even now, to be honest, uh, under this idea of right of return, who actually were just Russians. They were just Eastern Europeans. They were just Russians. They were not – and they knew they weren't, but yet uh, there's basically people who kind of got in through that. So, I mean, there's people like that, but I don't think that's the majority of them, and I think that Israel's enemies have known that fact. But again, I'm not a dispensationalist. I'm not a Zionist. And so the issues are very, very low on how important it is to me because um, I don't think it matters. But I think there's the, – because of the dispersion, there's been a great intermixing and intermarriage, but that, that doesn't uh-huh. mean there's nothing left, meaning right. there really are so. traces of Semitic DNA, but not just among them, among the Mizraim. I think I, think, I, think I understand your, well. your, 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 I think I understand your, your, uh, your position, but it, it does leave – it, uh, to, it, it, how should I put it? It does leave it pretty vague as to what 
the synagogue of Satan is in terms of like, I mean, how, how should I put it? It's like, it's pretty, uh, let's say, for example, let's say that the Negroes, the people who did ha- uh, stuff for their curses that are described in Deuteronomy 28 and do seem to match the physical descriptions of the people described in the Bible and people and uh, described in the Bible and in prophecy and uh, described by anthropologists who've looked into the matter to get an idea of what the ancient people of the Middle East look like, looked like. And they do. And, and uh, let's say, for example, like uh, they're, they're right. If we slash they are right, then uh, it would be very clear what the synagogue of Satan is. And given that the people who are calling themselves Jews and are like the black people calling themselves Jews today, given that we don't believe that Yeshua, Yahusha, etc., is boiling in a pot of excrement, reject the Talmud and the Kabbalah, and are explicitly not named after descendants of Japheth and Sepharvim and Mizraim, Mizrahi, etc., it would make sense. It would be pretty uh, straightforward, simple, as makes the testimonies of Yah, you know, uh, that uh, we would, in fact, be the Israelites. And in the event that we are the Israelites, let's say we aren't the Israelites, um, what harm is it that we should keep the, that we should keep the commandments like not eating pork and wearing fringes? Can can I uh, can I respond yeah. a little here? I want to be a yeah, little yeah. I want to be a little, me... little careful here um, because I, I do regard um, myself and my background as a, an Ashkenazi Jew uh, as being an Israelite, and I think there's scriptural evidence to back that up. But I don't mm-hmm. think that's the key issue. I think the key issue that you've asked is what harm is there in keeping the law? Uh, And that's actually, as I sit here and work on my dissertation, um, the issue of the law is foremost in the dissertation I'm working on. Um, Mm -hmm. I think the the harm is is not in choosing not to uh, eat pork. My wife is gluten-free. She chooses not to eat gluten. I wouldn't consider it a sin for her not to eat gluten. I think the bigger issue has to do with the obligation to the theocratic aspects of the law. Let me explain what I mean. Uh, Israel was commanded to stone those who practice witchcraft. Uh, the Torah is one unit. It isn't, uh, it isn't pick and choose. If one is going to mm-hmm. argue that one must eat, not, not eat pork in order to be blessed, one would then mm-hmm. have to argue that one must stone witches in order not to, it must stone witches in order to be blessed. If one wants to argue that according to have favor with God, one must keep mm-hmm. the Sabbath, and one also needs to argue that in order to have favor with God, uh, one needs to uh, not use their vehicle on the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Um, or turn on the Where do you then example. draw the line between uh, aspects of Torah that obviously cannot be continued today, like the sacrificial system? and aspects of Torah that can. So my concern is with a uh, sola gratis, sola gratis, uh, by the grace of God alone. And my bigger concern is understanding that the new covenant is in, is in fact uh, a little distinct from the old covenant, that there are distinctions in the new covenant that must be uh, understood. Also to understand uh, Yeshua's authority. Uh, to change the covenant of God because he was deity. Can God change his own covenant? Yes. Does Jeremiah 31, 31 through 33 indicate that the new covenant is not like the covenants that God gave Israel when they uh, left Egypt? Yes. Clearly it indicates these things. 
No, I think we're absolutely yeah, one you made you make one hundred percent uh sense. Uh the point of distinction, because you say that the Torah and the law are like a monolithic unit and they cannot be divided into category like this law versus type that law as being abolished and the you know what I'm saying? You're saying like the law is the law. And the law is either abolished or it's not. Or it's not abolished but fulfilled or something along those lines. So as far well, as I guess the, what I'm the, saying the, is the Israelite okay, I, doctrine is concerned. It's it's fine. As far as the Israelite doctrine is concerned, uh it's the it's I think I think the the point of reference, and I'm not as well studied in the the points of the law, let's say as as I as I should be, but I want to try to do this as best as I can. The it's a, the Messiah said something along the lines of not one jot or tittle shall pass from the law until all be fulfilled and heaven and earth pass away. And on the premise that heaven and earth is not passed away, it would imply that that some component of the law still exists. And the laws pertaining to judgments and sacrifices, for example, thou shalt not, thou sh- uh, judge not lest ye be judged. Judging being a, an, act, an actual municipal or like, uh, like an actual like ordinance, like you, you take, you exact a judgment on somebody for a violation of the law. So there's no judges anymore. So the laws pertaining to judge, judgments or sacrifices of which, uh, like, like circumcision, circumcision is a kind of blood sacrifice. So that's what. So I think it was in Romans where Paul was like, "Don't worry about doing circumcision to the Gentiles who are coming into the fold." So, so laws, laws pertaining to judgments and sacrifices appear to be to have been fulfilled in the sacrifice of, of the Messiah and his judgment for having done nothing but held, held to the spirit of the law. And then when it comes to the the rest of the laws, which Paul says are not grievous, like not eating pork, for example, or wearing fringes, or uh, I don't know, let's say. Not engaging in homosexuality, bestiality, or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. These things are actually I don't do out of out of a feeling of for myself personally and many Israelites that I know. Um, I don't, neither I or them. Well, I'm sure some do. I can't read everyone's mind, but we don't do this out of a sense of obligation or duty for for pure fear that we're going to go to hell if we don't. But it's out of love of God for knowing what to see what it was like to live as an Israelite and having followed these laws. Build these laws, statutes, and commandments, those which do not pertain to death and sacrifices, temple decorum, etc. I found that my life has been much better for it. I don't go out drinking on the weekends. I, have, I stay in and I read. I don't eat abominable foods that presumably did not become unabominable the moment Christ died. They maintain their biology as far as any anthropological, biological records since 70 AD until today seems to indicate that lobster has not changed much biologically. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, it feels pretty good I, I keep the law and the commandments which are not grievous and pertaining to judgments and sacrifices voluntarily for the love of yah is there a problem and i would that say your, i would say I, you know i would i would say that that your freedom to do so is is not an issue to me it only becomes an issue to me um there are two levels because i too uh observe the passover i too uh, do some of those things. The issue to me comes in one: uh, if you um, if you make it a uh, racial distinction at all, because there is one body, there is one baptism, one faith, one Lord and Messiah of all, who is in all. You know, when there, you start getting into those gates, Ephesians texts. I'm sorry, uh, I missed the last. There comment. are there are twelve gates though. And that is there are twelve gates, twelve foundations, which are, yeah. I want to be, you know, um, and and what would you get from that? 
that there are 12 gates. Help help me out understanding why that's significant to you. So, so I, I might have to I might have to reiterate that uh, that Paul didn't, he, uh, he I believe he articulates that uh, he says like did did I did, did Yah cast away his people? Yah forbid. And I believe there's also scripture which articulates that certain things pertain to the Jew first and the Gentile second. These getting caught up. I mean, I'll, I'll put it this way: there's a there's a question that I think. I think as far when it comes to uh, when it comes to whether or not there's an issue with Israelites keeping the law and believing that they are in fact the biblical Israelites according to the Bible, it seems like that really isn't the issue issue theologically for either of you guys. So we think we're the Israelites. So what? And if we think that we're gonna if we keep the commandments because we want to and we feel obliged to, then so be it. And well, the uh, only, if we believe the in the Messiah, then so be it. Yeah, the only caveat there is 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 please uh, do not um, and and this is a bit of an issue to me uh, if someone uh, questions my pedigree uh, since mm. ethnic Israel did exist as an ethnic people yes I do have an issue with that I do have an issue oh, you with personally, that you, you, you personally uh, yeah I, I think Your so personal because pedigree. of yeah. Um, but if I met a brother who said, well, I desire to keep kosher, I would say, fine, you desire Ooh, to keep I do, kosher. I do have a question. Do you think that the Negroes are Israelites? Do you question our pedigree? Do, do I think that, well, the, the Negroes is a very large group. Um, I'll be more specific. That what people who are, generally taken from West, who are generally taken from West Africa into the United States, many of which still reside in many parts of Western and Southern Africa, who have large lips, wide noses, resemble Hamites in some ways, can be mistaken for African, uh, have woolly hair, turn black in the sun like the daughter of uh, like the daughter of Issachar, who is described in the Song of Solomon. People who look like you, that. I, do you think that they, they might be? They Israelite? could be. I I don't know their background. You you would be yeah. asking me to know their pedigrees and their family histories. Do I believe that someone could be an Israelite? Uh, and not be uh, more Caucasian in appearance. Yes, I believe that's okay. that's possible. So, I would think it's know, possible that the Israelites in the Bible were kind of Negroid in appearance. Um, you know, I don't it's have possible. Polaroids. Um, here's what I do know: the diaspora changed everything, and I do uh, know that there are Eastern European Jewish people, just like there are Sephardic Jewish people, just like there are. Mitzrayan Jewish people, just like there are Bukharan Jewish people, right. and for it's any it's one group to go ahead and, and and claim the mantle of Israel is exclusively theirs on the basis of physical appearance would be problematic. Certainly problematic. The, I guess the the two points upon the two bases upon which one would argue that those people might not necessarily be the Israelites, the ones who are not the ones the ones who are not the Negroes that I'm talking about. Um, that let's say the Mizrahim and the Ashkenazim and the Sephardim, Sephardim and so on and so forth. It would be that the very prefix to their identity is the name of a is the name of a Gentile who is in fact not Israel. And the curses of Deuteronomy 28 did not befall those people each in each and every way, according to a certain reading of history in Deuteronomy 28, though I think there's a basis for their belief. I'm not sure exactly what that basis is, and I'm sure you may have some understanding yeah. of that basis, but I also think that it's 
a pretty strong and compelling basis for the, for the Negroes who think that they're the, who think that they're the Israelites, which at least granted there is a compelling reason for the Negroes to think that they're Israelites. I don't think the application of Deuteronomy 28 that is often made in Hebrew Israelite circles is a compelling case. Um, I do believe that there's some DNA evidence that suggests that the diaspora, and given the nature of the diaspora, uh, some of the work that actually has been done with Jonathan Burnus and some right. of the tribes of Ethiopia uh, would point to the fact that the diaspora was very widespread. Uh, but yeah. we have evidence of the Harfang Jews that are very Chinese in appearance uh, who yeah. do not look anything like a Hamite and yeah. uh, have evidence of um, a great deal of background there. I think, I think what I would say to that um, uh-huh. is that the case is no more compelling than the case that Ashkenazi Jews have or Bacharan Jews have. Huh. And so if someone wants to say to me that I have Israelite background, I would say it's not for me to tell you that you don't have Israelite background. It is for me to tell you that you cannot rule out uh, Jewish families from Eastern Europe Mm -hmm. on the basis of the fact that their skin over 2,000 years of, of dispersion may look a little different. The funny thing about that is that when the Sephardic Jews and the Ashkenazi Jews marry, which they're beginning mm-hmm. to in Israel, uh, you yeah. have a much more Mideastern appearance. And then when you take into account that other people groups from that area sometimes right. have a more white appearance, it would be difficult. So I'm not, I'm not dissing anybody by saying you can't right. claim Jewish background, so, uh, but so, I, I'm so, saying... So I understand. It's enti- so within the domain, it's entirely po- within your domain of like... What you're saying, what's, what can be true is that it's possible that these Negroes who are claiming to be descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob on the basis of genetics, let's say, in the, for, by having E1B1A haplogroup, or on the basis of prophetic curses, or on the basis of, let's say, some other basis, they may in fact be right uh, regarding that particular matter. Yeah, may in fact I would say on the, on the basis of genetics, I'm more willing to accept that. Uh, I think reading the slave trade into Deuteronomy 28 uh, is is totally uh, problematic. Uh, okay, so problematic and untrue are two different things. For example, saying no, that uh, these days saying like uh, saying that men and men are women and women is problematic. So like I mean, just saying it's problematic, no. not saying it's false. Yeah, I have a problem with the exegesis. I, I have a problem with looking at the original text, Masoretic text, and saying the the uh, slave trade represents the curses in Deuteronomy 28. If someone wants to say to me, I have family history, we have a continuity of customs. Way back Certainly. when, my great-grandmother used to do Sabbath candles. We, we, she used to light candles on Friday night. We never understood why. She just mm. did this thing. Or, or some of the Spanish Jews have Spanish recipes that exclude pork for some weird reason, and they never knew why. Uh, I, right. Those sorts of things are are far more of interest to me than Certainly. and those than things exist in West Africa. In. There's a book called The Hebrewisms of West Africa. I highly encourage you to to pick up and you know it, and also the 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 first African I believe is the first African church Baptist church in America surreptitiously had underneath the uh, the the lacquer he, modern Hebrew writing on the uh, on the pews. They snuck that into the pews. 
So I, I think the and also the names but of many of the, of, the, of the victims of the slave trade. They, I mean, I'm saying there's compelling the evidence that you're looking for that you that you're citing as uh, as compelling regarding the authenticity of the Ashkenazim or the Sephardim or Sephardim uh, exists for the Negro. Josiah. Okay, yeah, I gotta let vocab in here because I, I feel like I'm I'm being kind of a hog here. I'm, I'm sorry oh, about that. Great. Good good conversation. But you said uh there's Hebrew on the bottom of a church. Um what would the significance of that be? Because um uh, if you're gonna use the utilization of Hebrew inscribed somewhere as an argument for the correct ethnicity, then um then how on that same basis would you reject uh, Ashkenazi, Sephardic, Mizraim, who have not just Hebrew inscribed on the floor somewhere, but all over See, the should, synagogue, including clarify. the Torah scrolls, I was only they that up in response to him. I was bringing that up in response to, to his articulation of a criteria. So I was saying but that criteria, that? let's say, okay. wait, I'm, saying, I'm saying he said that that was a criteria for him for justifying his belief that the Ashkenazim were in fact right. Israelites. How did they know that saying, was well, Hebrew? Well, you looking for that. They knew that was Hebrew. They knew that was Hebrew from from scribes um, and from the people moder- in, the, in that time who who still spoke it, and so these people are the same people you would reject. It appears as having any chance of being ethnic Israelites. Okay, again, I'm going to so the only people in the world by the time we're talking, let's say 1700, 1800, let's say 17 and 1600, those people were not the only pe- the let's say the Negroes were not the only people writing and speaking Hebrew and having Hebrew names by that time. Let's say Jewish customs and Hebrews, et cetera, et cetera, had spread around the world. So all I was, the only reason I was bringing that up was because he was looking, he was saying that linguistic and cultural artifacts, let's say Hebrewism, spread throughout the world to be a marker or a, or a way for him to identify if a person, if a if a people group right. was in fact but potentially you, Hebrew. That's the only reason I brought that specific artifact up. He's, he's bringing it up because I listed criteria, but I'll give you I'll give you criteria I didn't list. Um, a literary tradition. Um, so we were, can go back in the, to the okay. medieval writings of the Jewish scribes and mm-hmm. demonstrate a continuity between Torah rabbis and uh, the rabbinical schools of Europe. I mean, there's, there's, and, and it's an undeniable literary mm-hmm. chain. Uh, when Luther wanted to learn Hebrew, he went to Ashkenazi Jewish rabbis to learn Hebrew. Uh, Certainly, and you know, I would be able to do that with the Negro if it wasn't again for the for the enslavement of those people ah, being taken Josiah. all the way across the ocean. That's where you're assuming was, and, your. That's just real quick. Yeah. That's where you're assuming your argument. You're saying I would be able to do oh, that. With okay. The then let me just, just say the Limba on. and the Evo Jews, and they're like they're the people who are still there who are still doing the same thing. So that would yeah. still exist. Yeah. So the um, the uh, you're not talking about folks who um, have ready readiness in Hebrew grammar, uh, who are teaching it at that level from old times. Now the Igbo are catching on now, but this is really a uh, modern development w- w- as far as what the Igbo are really getting involved with. It's almost becoming trendy in Nigeria to build a synagogue and well, uh, say no, I'm an Israelite. But now this you're assuming the thing. argument by saying no, – you're assuming the argument by enforcing that it's a new thing. My argument is that it's not a new thing. Well, the, the thing is the, the history is there. You know, Jeff brought up uh, a valid point when he spoke of the, basically the paper trail, and the paper trail is not really in West Africa. 
And so that's significant. Now, when you get when you talk about the limba, uh, the true, they definitely had an oral tradition that they descended from somewhere in the Middle East, and they had some customs that matched it, but they weren't like great scholars of Hebrew or anything like that. Having similarities in a Hebrew word supposedly with some etym- etymological similarity is one thing, but actually being able to teach Hebrew grammar and how to how to break down uh, constructions of words and all that's a whole another level. And you know, you mentioned how oh people at this time had all learned uh, these Hebrew customs, and so that you included the Ashkenazi and the Sephardic from that. Ironically enough, though, you're saying that, but guess what? When the first um, so-called black Jews in America began their congregations, when that began kicking off, especially in Harlem in the 20s and the 30s, guess where they learned their customs and their language and the times and the seasons and the traditions of how to hold the feast? Guess who they learned it from? Sephardic and Ashkenazi Jews for the most part, with a little bit of influence from Ethiopia. And so that's where they got that from. So it, it, it seems disingenuous to turn around and then say, well, not you guys. But again, this whole conversation to me shows the problem with what Hebrew Israelism does to, to one's mind and their theological priorities, because this is a, an important point for you, but it, it doesn't bear on salvation in any way, and yet this is the main thing. And, I, and that we're willing to discuss it. We're having a discussion. I'm glad we could have a discussion. I'm glad you're reasonable and articulate and understanding and trying to hear what another person is saying. Like, like this is a great conversation, but nonetheless, the whole order of priorities to me – is something that I question the, the 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 goodness basically of Hebrew Israelism because it seems to whack a person's priorities all upside down. Uh, does do those okay, criticisms so, ring with you? Okay, so the first point you you commented on the possibility you're saying that the, the the West Africans there's no there's an oral history but there's not a written well, history and it's not very well recorded. No, this not exactly. Please continue this point. Okay, the oral history. It says, well, no, and you, thou, even thyself. Hold on. This is you're Jeremiah asking, 17. You're asking what I was saying. I was saying the oral history uh, was with the Limba, and they're in South Africa and Zimbabwe. The um, Western uh, folks, like the Igbo, that oral history is something that's really a newer development and is not strong. It doesn't look anything like what the Limbas look like. That's what I was saying. I wasn't really giving full credence to the to the Igbo claims as far as the oral history goes and definitely not the paper trail that's what i was saying gotcha i understand but i do not hold that claim i guess we have a different uh, difference of opinion due to i suppose different sources and points of research uh sure. in order to account for potentially on the basis of scripture that lack of record it says and thou this is jeremiah 17 4 and thou even thyself shall discontinue from thine inheritance that i have gave thee and i will cause thee to serve thine enemies in the land which thou knowest not, for ye have kindled a fire in mine anger, which shall burn. So on the basis, uh, and just uh, not to say that you're wrong, because obviously we're. Right. I'm not gonna. How do you define? But to say that the basis. In the, how do you define heritage? There, you use Jeremiah 17:4 as a proof text. How are you defining heritage there? How am I personally defining heritage? Yeah, what do you think it means? Because uh, the heritage always seems to to have to do with the land promises given to Israel, not that they'll lose their ethnic background. Heritage doesn't mean they're going to lose their ethnic background. It has to do with the land promises. From what I understand, the law, the testament, and the command, testimonies and the commandments would be the uh, would be the testimony. Well, what is what is? Well, I guess what I'm saying to you is, what do you think Israel's heritage, heritage is? Because if they're going to lose I, their I heritage, I spoke. 
I, I misspoke. The laws, commandments, and testimonies contained within the within the the Old Testament at that time, the Book of the Law, Genesis, etc. Okay, that oh, would well, be their so, heritage. So, so that had and happened, the, and the land, with, and the land. Well, I guess what would be your precedent for saying that it's the law, statutes, and commandments? Is that's part of their heritage in that way? And also, of course, that had happened under Josiah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And then, so it's a cyclical thing. They, they, we would lose our inheritance for, and and our and our laws. We lose our our. So the heritage. So my definition is the laws, commandments, statutes, and testimonies, etc. So anytime we would lose those things, we would suffer curses. So Josiah, he actually went on a massive campaign to to rejuve to basically revive um, our adherence to laws, statutes, commandments, and testimonies, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then our, then the curses were delayed for a time as a result of that. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, my pronunciation is not nearly as good as Nissen's. Nakala, that Hebrew word there, it really translates as inheritance, possession, you know, property, portion, share. So it really seems to emphasize that they'll be kicked out of their land. Uh, not really. So I'm, looking at Psalms 119, I'm looking at Psalms 119, 111. Uh, I'm sorry, yeah, 119. One eleven, and it says, "Thy testimonies I have taken as a as a heritage forever, and they are the rejoicing of my heart." Psalm one nineteen, one eleven. You said, "Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm opening up my my Hebrew text here so I can look 119, at Psalm nineteen eleven. Uh, it might take a second or two. My computer's not as fast as you guys are, <laughs> and, yeah. and I always like to have a text. So um, I mean." That that it's real helpful, like in that passage, because he's actually defining, you know what I mean, what he would mean by that there. So that's excellent, right? But the thing is that if you look at uh, the way Jeremiah defines it, it's different. The sin of Judah is written with a pen of iron, with a point of diamond. It is engraved on the tablet of their heart, and on the horns of their altars. While their children remember their altars and their ashram beside every green tree, and on the high hills, on the mountains, open country, your wealth and all your treasures I will give for spoil. As the price for your high places for sin throughout all your territory, you shall loosen your hand from your heritage I gave to you, and I'll make you serve enemies mm-hmm. in a land that you do not know. Mm-hmm. So it's re- so right. just like in Psalm one nineteen eleven, you could say it's defined that way. Here it is defined as their territory and their treasures. Certainly, it's both. So the the possession of that heritage is contingent upon the Israelites keeping the commandments, statutes, and testimonies, which again they also take as a heritage, as an inheritance. Um, you made a little bit of a jump. You made okay, a jump. so how do they? So how did the Israelites get the land and keep the land? Well, Yahweh gave the it to them as as a promise. And remember, of course, prior condition. to that, he removed. Yeah, it was on, just like the uh, Canaanites before were kicked out of the land because of their sin. Israel could also be kicked out of the land. For, so that's the argument I'm making, though. It's it's it right, has to do with we're, the we're on the same page. The but Israelites saying, do not maintain their land. Simply because they have possession of Torah, um, they maintain their land because they're perfectly corporately obeying Torah. Correct. So, so they, they don't need to lose the obey, text. The text obeying, they still possess. Their obedience to the text is what they did correct. not possess. Correct. So That's they didn't the lose knowledge of their statutes even during the Babylonian captivity. Where they were out of the land, they never lost complete knowledge of the Torah. 
So that's that's a mistake. They don't lose knowledge of the Torah. They don't lose the text. What they lose is their obedience and their ability to obey those texts because Torah can't be obeyed outside of the land. Right. You know that? Most of the commandments in Torah can't be obeyed outside the land. Right. So, so again, like, uh, so the Negroes could potentially having the, being that it's possible for us to discontinue from our inheritance and serve God's wooden stone. Because all of us lost understanding of that, of that heritage. Well, it's except possible. for one thing. Did you maintain physical copies of that heritage? Because you see, Jeremiah did. In the Babylonian Did maintain physical copies of that heritage? Physical copies, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I have one in my room. Yes, and, and did the Africans at any time lose the physical copies of that heritage? So my answer is, how? I mean, how can I know? Apparently, the Falashas did not. The, okay. the Limbas did not. Remember, they maintained a, an oral heritage That's by the time though. they got to Nigeria. And by the time they were taken into slavery... Let's say I, I have no idea. That was a period of rape and murder. You got the you got the Muslims coming in, et cetera. So again, if you're not arguing that it's impossible for the Negroes to be the descendants of the Israelites, and I'm arguing that it is in fact possible, and it is in fact the case, and the only issue that you have is that someone might imply that you as an Ashkenazim are not in fact a descendant of the ancient Israelites. Well, I'm not even claiming that. Yeah, yeah. Except, the problem is. except when you use the term Negroes, you're, you're including a lot of different people groups. Okay, let's say I mean in I don't think you can say Ethiopian. No, not, I don't think that those are Negroes. I think that those are uh, East, but, okay. So, so if you look at the Zondervan's Bible Dictionary, it defines like Hamitic peoples, like Hamitic Black people, and let's say Negroes being a distinct group from East African people. So Negroes as West African type people. Okay. Not okay. necessarily so, all so, in general. So then, why do you okay. bring up the Limba? What do the Limba have to do with that? They're not West African. They're South Central. Yeah, they're okay. way down there in South South Africa and Zimbabwe. They yeah, they're, have... let's say they're 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 E1B1A, I believe. Um, I I don't know about that. I do know that they have trace traces in their DNA that match Ashkenazi and Sephardic Jews, which shows some kind of genetic similarity, That's... which That's is something. amazing considering they're they're separated by uh you know, a long period of time in geographical distance. But the limba, see, we're not, there's no problem with somebody, uh, you know, saying I'm Semitic and giving some evidence like the limba. So that's not the problem. The problem is this idea of, see, there's, it's, it's a strange thing. You're kind of saying people who were taken by the transatlantic slave trade, but you're kind of defining Negro a certain way. It, it, there's no biblical definition of Negro. So it's weird to make this correlation with Israelites, with Negro, because you're doing all this un- stuff that really has nothing to do with the Bible. Okay. Then people go to Deuteronomy 28, but Deuteronomy 28 never mentions that one of the curses will be that you'll forget your ethnic heritage. So it's not even what the biggest curse of all is not even mentioned in Deuteronomy 28. So there's multiple problems I really have with this interpretation. So is it possible that any person who looks like an African or black or something, like that could be descended from Israel? No. But the idea that most of the folks who came over from the transatlantic slave trade are actually Israelites, that seems very, very dubious because it doesn't really have any compelling evidence for it. And uh, as far as you know, whether an Ashkenazi and Israelite or not, that's of limited concern. I understand why Jeff has maybe more of a concern to me because my real concern is you know, who's the children of Abraham by faith. 
And that's why I think it's interesting to get some of that biblical interpretation. Like when you mentioned the 12 gates, that's irrelevant to salvation because there's also the not just the 12 of Israel that are there, but also the apostles. And what that's symbolizing is that believers and followers of, of Yahweh, whether they be through the old or the new covenant, are welcome into heaven. That's what that 12 gates and 12 apostles is all about. Not that you have to be one of the tribes to enter because if that was the case, how would Enoch? What gate would he enter through? Because he wouldn't be under one of the twelve tribes of Israel. And so that that's a that, that's not a is good Enoch argument. Already not, is Enoch not up there already? Uh, certainly he is, but uh, that's the point. He doesn't fit one of the okay. twelve tribes. He's not the only one though. What about Seth? What about Seth? Again, what, where, is, what gate? These, what gate would he go into? He doesn't. He doesn't require well, let's, let's a gate. Let's make it more relevant. Let's make it more relevant. Let's look at Ruth the Moabitress. Let's look at Rahab the Canaanite. Uh, Canaanites so, were definitely a Hamitic people. I mean, yeah. So again, there's a, you know, is there not the uh, is there not the the great multitude one way or the other? And I don't know the answers to these questions. Yeah. So, but in any yeah. so again, the the limbo are E1B1A as far as I understand. So and regarding why the limbo, well, when I say Negroes, I mean a, a semi narrow category, not just all people of black skin in general. By no means do I mean that. Okay. But would you include um, the limbo as Negro? Yeah, B and E one B one A. Okay, but why don't you include the Ethiopians as Negro? Because they're closer to West Africa than the Limba are. That's a location, is it not? Of course, it's when a you location. Say close, but you, I, mean in pro- you mean in proximity, I, right? Physical proximity. I'm tr- yes, I'm trying to understand your argument. Not genetic. I'm, I'm to... So again, when you so again, so there's Hamitic people who let's say there's there's a there's an East India, and the only reason I'm going into this is because it's been brought up. But let's say in East India, those people are Japhetic people. Just because they have darker skin doesn't mean they're any more closely related to, to, let's say Ethiopians or or Negroes than they are related to, let's say Persians. But they are still more related to Persians than they are related to, let's say uh, Ethiopians, even though they're more similar in complexion. So there's Hamitic Africans, there's Hamitic black-skinned people who may be typically generally called Negroes, and there's Shemitic people who may be also generally called Negroes, and there's also quite light-skinned people who might also be called Negroes, but also still Shemet- and also still Shemitic. And there's light-skinned Hamites, for example. Many, uh, many East Asians are, in fact, Hamitic peoples, like, uh, like the Khoisan, and then their descendants, many of which are in East Asia. All right, check this out. Um, I think Laron called back, and I think he might want to speak to you, Josiah. I'll bring him up in a second, and then after that, we'll probably kind of wind down the show. Everybody, if you're listening, the show only has three more minutes live on the air. After that, it's going to go to only phone calls. So if you're not listening at 917-889-2233, you will not be able to hear any more of the show. You'll have to download it later through iTunes, LinkedIn, or Stitcher. or I'm sorry, uh, tuned in, not LinkedIn. That's a job thing. Uh, tuned in. Those are the places you'll be able to download it the next day or, of course, through the website, blogtalkradio.com slash shieldsquad. But I'm going to bring up Brother Long because I believe he's calling back and I think he wants to talk to you. But, Brother Josiah, we spoke before on the street before, right? Yes, we did. And just to uh, just to make it clear, so we get just to wind this out before we get to the end, you, if the Negro believes that he is, in fact, the Israelite and then chooses to keep the laws, statutes, commandments, and testimonies to the best of his ability, there is inherently – as far as you're concerned, no issue with that. Um, if the person, whoever they are, you know, you said Negro, but I'm not clear how you define that. If, whoever say, they are. The black, many people who call themselves black Hebrew Israelites. Sure. If a person who is black, uh, 
tries to keep uh, – if, if you mean by the law, statutes, and commandments, stipulations – The ones that do not pertain to judgments or sacrifices. Okay. So see all these qualifications. That's why I'm trying to ask a question before I answer. But right. you're saying they try to keep those to the best of the ability. Uh, it depends to what they thought the goal of keeping those was. If they thought it was salvific – For the love of Yah. Uh, well, if, if they believe that's the way to express love to Yahweh, I would actually want to have a conversation with them about that, understanding uh, new, we're in the new covenant because the, the uh, covenants are progressive, and we're not in an identical situation that David was in because Messiah has come, the great son of David. So I want to ask them their, their rationale for why they're doing what they're doing. That would be the thing. Yeah. But like for example – you I know, like to. Well, so like for example, Nissen – you know, he mentioned about the feasts that he keeps and all that. Um, you, he can tell you, I've never said, "Hey, man, you need to stop doing that. You need to stop inviting me to Purim. You need to stop, you know, mm -hmm. explaining to my kids what Rosh Hashanah is." You know, that's uh, that's not the case, not at all. But at the same time, he hasn't tried to foist upon me, "Hey, vocab, you need to do this and that, uh, or else you won't be able to enter into uh, the the heavenly kingdom." You know, see what I'm saying? So uh, that's, that's an understanding. But with Hebrew I've got to so jump off for a sec here. Okay, bro. Hey, God bless. I'll let you go, and I'll bring up uh, G-Con here. Thanks, Nissan, for joining us. Okay. G-Con, here you go, my man. I think that's you. 314680, right? What's going Yeah, yeah. yeah. You want to talk to Speak, speak, You want to speak uh, with Brother dialogue, man. I was just... Yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, great dialogue, man. I was just listening in. Uh, I think that uh, he's done the – number one, you have to define what Negro is, like, you can't just say uh, that is a blanket statement because uh, okay. Negro means black. Right. Negro means black, right? Right. So listen, when I'm right. saying Negro here, I figured that the people to whom I was speaking were well-versed in the Hebrew-Israelite, the common, what is commonly thought of as the Hebrew-Israelite doctrine, which often the category Negro is defined as being distinct from the Hamitic peoples as described in the Zondervan's Bible Dictionary, the Hamitic peoples being oftentimes dark-skinned descendants of Ham, but then separate from those people who are not, in fact, Hamitic people, but are, in fact, our skin people and reside right, in Africa, right. but, being Negro. But you do, you do, right, you do know that in Zondervan's uh, footnotes within, uh, uh, I believe it's one of the um, Amplified or one of the footnotes, it, uh, it actually says something totally different from what you're saying. So, and this is a later version, so I think that he must have got that wrong because you would have to define what Negro is. And so if you okay. say Negro... And where, they, where, where Negro come at, that is, a, uh, I believe, a, a, a French or a Spaniard word, a Spanish word. Spanish. And so when you do say Negro, yeah, it means black. Right, Latin, it right. means black, right? So right. let me ask you this question. Are the Ethiopians, this E1B1A, this Kush, are they black? Okay, so one cannot be a descendant of Kush and have E1B1A. Listen. Right. Listen, brother, hold on, listen. I'm asking you, are they black? Because we're going to get off of the E1B1A because that's that's the, the, the reason why I was bringing the biologists on because there is a lot of Hebrew Israelites that don't even understand science nor biology that's taken right. on the claim that E1B1A is this Israelite gene when it actually predates Israelites. And that's kind of crazy okay. because when we start looking at it, we look at the uh, E1B1A, 
E1B1A, right, starts in uh, uh, the highlands of Ethiopia, and we see the subclass that come up out of that it, uh, goes to the west, like e- EM2. I'm, I'm EM2. And also we see L3, which also uh, comes up out of the highlands of East Africa just as well. And so when you start looking at it, you start coming out into, you start coming off into different subclasses when you go west into West Africa. Now, my, my thing is this is, okay. when, we see E1, when we see E1B1A, how come we don't see a significant amount uh, that's in the Middle East uh, within that time? With, like, for instance, when we look at, uh, we see a 4 to 7% when it comes to E1B1A within the Middle East. Now, we know that mm-hmm. Israel themselves, as far as when it deals with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and where Laban them came from, they came from the Middle East, so they bear what you call J-markers. Now, when we look at the, uh, the West Asia, what comes up out of West Asia, the origin of uh, a market that comes up out of, uh, out of there is JP209. JP209, they migrate into what we call Arabia, India, and those different areas in the far east and they they established j1 and j2 in those areas so we can kind of see the migration now when we look at j1 and j2 we find j1 and j2 in west asia i mean west uh west europe uh just as well but it's a, a little amount of it letting you know that there's a migration over there too of j1 and also j2 now my question is this is when we look among the uh the uh, the booba tribe the booba tribe they have what you i believe that i think it's jc2 which is a cohen marker when we look at that marker, that marker is a marker that comes up out of the Middle East. Why is it when we look at the Igbos and we did a genetic text on them, they don't have no J marker? They should have a J marker if they actually come from those people. We got people that never experienced a 70 AD. They've been isolated in Iraq. That are Jews. that has been isolated in what we call today up in the north in, uh, in, in Russia, in those areas called Mountain Jews, in Samaria, and also in the Assyria areas. They've never been, uh, they never came back from 70 AD. They've been isolated in those areas as Jews. And when we look at their markers, their markers line up with the Sephardics, with the Mezraim, also with the Ashkenazi Jews. So when we start looking at e, uh, e, uh, E3 markers, we start looking at E1B1B, which is in North Africa, dealing with the Moroccan Jews. Why is it that when we look to the West and we look at these Igbos, they don't have none of these markers. They got E1B1A, or what you call EM2, or, or some of them call, got EV3A. It doesn't make any sense, bro. They should have the markers, and genetic migrations should be right there within them. They don't have none of that. They got, a oil, they got, oil, they got some oral traditions, oral history, and that's fine because guess what? The Igbos are also, guess what? Christians, they also are uh, they practice Judaism, and they also are Islam. Islam. That means they was converted, bro. That means they was converted. Yep. That's what that means. Yep. This continued from our inheritance serving God's windstone. Now, to answer the to speak to the distribution of the J markers throughout the Mediterranean, the Middle East, and Europe, uh, and there's and to say think that there's also a similar pattern with the E1B1A. There are, let's say, what people would identify as sub-Saharan African-looking quote-unquote people distributed throughout the Middle East who have been there since since before and after well since before and after 70 AD. Can you name so the, the popular, can you name the people, please? It's it's easiest to look them up in terms of Afro Syrians, Afro Iraqis. Right, because I know I know I know I know who you're talking about. Afro-Palestinian. That's why I know. I know I, 
No, they're not Afro. Listen, bruh. There's, when you look at the Levant area, there's only a, a three to a three to four percent gene flow out of South out. I mean, out of uh, Sub-Saharan Africa that comes into the Levant area. Right. So Most that's of those people have J okay, bro, can you Listen, I, I heard you out like that whole time. So oh, in terms of the, the second, ahead. the second point was like in terms you're talking about directional flows of population. That's uh when you when something well, let's say for example let's say I have a uh, to, let's say I have a distribution of rocks in my backyard. I can say that the let's say I can say that let's say some are white, some are black, and the the white and black are mixed. Let's say on the left side of my yard it's mostly black, on the right side of my yard it's mostly white, but it's scattered, but it's and then but it's a it's a mixture along the way. Having just arrived there, I can say that they let's say I, I could say that the black the black rock some of the black rocks moves to the left, and I uh, at this or I could say that some of the right white rock white rocks moves to the right. I move yeah moves to the right. But uh, but like, but that's a matter of like uh, conjecture, and the 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 paths that are like that are that the paths of migrations that are posited by genetic tests and anthropolo- anthropologists, I do not take as credible in any sense because many of those start from the premise that everyone migrated out of Africa. They start from a premise that humanity has existed for over. For more than six thousand years, I do hold to the to the belief that the there was in fact a great flood and everyone migrated from central Turkey or south south uh, south. Right, right. So hold on, so hold on, Turkey. hold that thought. Now let, let me ask now if they migrated from central Turkey, right? Now they would have picked up. They would have. Now here's the thing: when you might and, see, and I hold that position too, but I I still hold that when you look at the E markers. The E markers come from out of Africa because you know why? It's just like when you talk no about those rocks. No one comes from out of there. Africa. Hold on, well, no, hold on. Listen though, bro. You, every listen, every marker is not made in Africa. Every mutation does not come out of Africa. I understand that, but the E marker does, and I'm gonna tell you how I know that. Because remember when you just talked about those rocks? Now, let's say since I'm walking down the street, right? And let's say since I start to drop those rocks, well, eventually, let's say since there's more rocks from where I started at, a lot of more of those rocks where I started at. So let's say, Fizz, you wanted to find me, you wanted to track me. You're going to track me by the rocks that I'm dropping, right? So when you begin to look at the rocks I'm dropping, guess what it's going to lead you back to? It's going to lead you right back to where I was. That's the same thing with E1B1A. We know that that mutation started in, 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 in Africa. In South Africa. Now hold on for a minute. You're, now you're saying outside we, of that, as if there, as if that assumes we here. Well, well, you're saying well, you believe well, that. Someone told you that. Well, well, hold on. Well, well, listen, brother. If you're going to deal with genetics and you're going to deal with the information, you're going to have to deal with the uh, consensus. So let me ask you this. Yeah. Well, you, I don't. That is your not at all. Wait, 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 hold on, brother. Let me ask you this. Is your information? Are you a? Are you a? Do you deal with biology? Since you're speaking on my, uh, markers. Do I deal in biology? Can you define that question? Refine that question. In other words, do you have any degrees? Have let's you been to any school for Okay, let's say I had a degree in astrophysics. That doesn't change the fact that Earth is flat. So the fact of the no, fact no, uh, uh, going going uh, I'm saying it making a making listen, a claim listen, bro, I, make, I, I, on the basis of my on the basis of my tradition from a university that teaches listen, lies is not a, so question, no, I'm not even engaged in that conversation. Wait, right, right. Well, hold on. Listen, bro. If you don't have, listen, if you do not have no type of information or you ain't been talking to no credible uh, person that deals with it, bro, future might. Incredible, incredible. Hold on, hold on. Listen, a credible listen, source on, brother, of the earth let me, has let been me, involved let me in the Bible's lie. 
but hold on. Like let me finish. Arguing on the basis of credibility let is a fallacy. I'm sorry, bro. But let, not me, let me finish. It. Let me finish. Let, right, right. Yeah. But but cool. Let me finish though, bro. Now let me ask you finish this. The now I don't want to. Matter of fact, I don't even want to ask you nothing for real. I just want to say this. Now, first of all, if you're gonna speak on biology, if you're gonna speak on the biological clock that's in every man. It shows his migration and certain mutations that picked up on his paternal line and his maternal lines, then you're going to have to uh, point me to somebody that, that, that's credible to who I can look at their information and, and, and they can present some type of model. Okay, that's, that's all I'm asking. Do you have anybody One, that can look at their information? And distribution and migration. <laughs> Are not are two different things. Distribution is what exists. Migration is the theory involving the the path of the motion of that lead, that led to that distribution. Those are two different things. Listen, bro, I'm asking I'm you a question. Listen, Do I have you, someone you with a biology listen, degree? Listen, yes, I'm asking you that. Is there okay. anybody credible or source that you got that I can go and look at this information? Because you're talking about flat Earth and you ain't never been outside of the Earth, even though it's I flat or not. I want to answer that question very directly. I'm going to answer this question very directly. All the credible sources say that the earth revolves around the sun, and the Bible says right, the sun right. goes well, around I, the earth. So, no, I'm listen, asking, frankly, listen, brother, I'm not brother, going to engage asking, in that line of argumentation specifically because it is salacious. Hey, mute this brother's mic real quick, uh, vocab, because this brother uh, – now, I'm, I'm, for the audience that's listening, listening in, all I'm asking this brother, if he's going to speak about E1B1A. I, I have a guy who has his bachelor's who, who deals with that. And you know, unfortunately, he wasn't able to go and finish the rest. But when you hear this guy, this guy deals directly with that. He went to school and forward. He's coming in, and he's going to speak about it. I have credible sources. Now, this brother right here, he doesn't have that. So what I'm asking him is, can you present that? Plus, we also deal with people that, that have written books on these things. We, I got 10 or 12 articles right now, or, 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 or whatever you want, or scientific papers right now concerning geneticists and, yeah. and, and, what they, and, and what they're dealing with. So I'm asking you, brother, do you have a credible source? Can you point uh, me some way so I can see how you see do you it? Have, uh, do you have a credible <laughs> source besides the Bible that says that the sun revolves around the earth? Right, that's another argument, bro. And Let's answer the question. That, so right, the answer is going argument, to be no. Wanna... The answer is going to be no. So no. Right. So 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 no, you do not. That's basically what you're saying. You don't. No, no you don't have. Uh, no, okay, cool. and you don't have a credible well, 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 listen, that says bro. that the sun listen, revolves around the Earth, but that doesn't make well, it listen, any less stop. true. The, well, listen, the institutions that assign credibility are by definition satanic and up to their own intentional agendas, which are often opposition to the Bible. Well, hold on, listen, brother. If you don't believe, well, listen. If you don't believe in E one B one A, I watched no. you come on here and talk about E one B one A the whole time. Did you or did Again, you not? I'm not saying I don't believe in E one B one A. I'm saying a distribution and a migration are two different things. The haplotype it simply it, it exists. It is measurable. So what is a haplotype though? What is a haplotype? A haplogroup. Can you talk a to us a little bit? What is that? It's a, what is a haplogroup? It's a, what is a, it is a uh, Y chromosomal marker. That's okay, common. Now, now, that links back to a common ancestor. Right. So, so right, right. So, it, so we see that there's some type of mutation that took place on the chromosome. Now, would you actually agree that some mutations that when people migrated out of what we what we call subclass that mutated on some of those paternal and also those maternal lines that they didn't they I may not mutate in. Our look. disagreement is not at the level of definition or understanding what the. Oh, man, you sound like a robot. Our disagreement man. is at the level of migration. 
Right. Well, 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 well let me and say history. this. We got Migratory a guy that's coming in. We, we, we have a guy that's coming in. He deals with genetics. Okay, I'm going to tell you all this. One of the things that they look for when they go out to see if anybody is, is uh, uh, you know, if they're claiming to be Jews, they look at uh, cultural – they look at uh, 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 if there's, is there something cultural that is there within that group. Right. They also – hold on, I want to finish – I want to finish, though, bro. I'm, I'm just telling the audience because I'm done with the conversation. <clears throat> now, excuse me, I'm sorry. Now, they look for something cultural that's in them groups. But looking for something cultural is not enough because we know what happened during the time span up until 1500s of the uh, different uh, uh, Judaism, Christianity, and also uh, Islam. We know what happened during that time. So what they look for, the second thing is, is there something in the biblical text they can confirm the migration of these people to that area. We find that about Ethiopia. The third thing they look at is genetics. Because if I say that this is my child, then there's something genetically, or this is my family, we should share something genetically close with each other, as well as when you start looking at J markers and other markers too. Now, those are the things they look at as well as extra-biblical sources, which is the fourth thing, uh, outside sources. Now, I'm telling you guys to tune in on Sunday night. We're going to do this around 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. There's a guy who is a geneticist. He's going to tell you the origin of these mutations, what these mutations are. He's going to pull up a couple of papers, scientific papers, and look over those papers and also present uh, uh, what these people would have looked like in the past and who they are now. This guy, he used to be with the Armin Ross Squad. He split from them because they was biased on information, because they wanted to blackwash everything. So then what he did was he went over, I mean, he, uh, he uh, you know, stayed with his own, with his team Osiris, and those guys are good when it comes to bringing out the science and also the gene flow that we see and pointing out different people, putting the cultures back in, their, in, in, where they, in history where they need to be at of different ethnicities so we don't have what we call culture vultures, which the black Hebrew Israelites are doing, stealing people's cultures as well as the Native Americans, uh, the uh, uh, Mexicans, also Puerto Ricans. Those people do not know you, never knew you, never knew, though, no, never knew anything about Abraham, and these guys are putting those very things on them as well as the Igbos who follow what we call the Oriental Hypothesis as well as the Hermetic Hypothesis. Go look those things up, then you're going to find out why the Igbos are doing what they're doing and why they're saying that they are these people. And then with that, Vince, I just want to say peace and bless to the family out there. Hey, peace out, G-Con. Check it out. Uh, I think there's a lot of good discussion. And Josiah, I commend you. Uh, I'll bring you back on one more time here for, you know, being a real eloquent uh, defender of your positions and being patient, you know what I'm saying, and respectful and all that. And I'm glad we got to meet out on the street, and I could tell that uh, you were different than the other campers out there in, in, in a lot of ways. Obviously, there's some similarities, and we got to discuss those. Uh, I know we're trying to meet up, man. I'm sorry I have not got back with you. Uh, things are hectic. You know how it is. I stay downtown. I think you're more in Tempe. But uh, the things I'm especially, you know, interested in or probably matters of the biblical interpretation and relationship salvation for example we never got to get back around to the 144,000 but I'd love to talk to you about the idea that really it's a symbolic representation of God's people as a whole the church the ecclesia and I would base that on Revelation 9 4 because if you look at that fifth trumpet judgment 
The demonic scorpions are ordered, quote, not to harm the grass of the earth or any plant or tree, but only those people who did not have the seal of God on their foreheads. So there's a clear and simple uh, – there's like a distinction there between the people who do not belong to God and those who do. And I think you can see that with the 144,000 when you look at that as well. And there's multiple hints like Revelation 7, 5, 8 to show it's not really a literal reference to ethnic Israel because that list there given is highly irregular as well as uh, that there are some uh, perhaps hints that it might even be Christian martyrs based upon Revelation 6, 9, 10. But uh, based on Revelation 7, 1, 8, when I look at it, I don't think it's only martyrs. It just simply seems that it's a symbolic, symbolic value because that number 12 uh, represents completeness as well as that number 1,000 is like a large number of completeness. And that's really the emphasis there that it's the complete number of those who have been predestined. Uh, he saves all those to whom he has chosen before the foundation of the world, and rather than some particular subgroup of a people. And so it's really basically the worldwide congregation of followers of the Lamb. I think that's really the most plausible interpretation. Now, maybe that's something we could get together and talk about, you know what I'm saying, one-on-one or whatever work like that. But I do appreciate everything you had to say today, bro, and you know, just being chill and all that. I want to bring you up one last time, and then actually after you uh, say what you want to say, I was going to really end the show, my brother. But uh, anything else you wanted to say? Because um, I know you had a lot on your mind. Certainly, certainly. Uh, y'all have been very polite. The uh, It's unfortunate that uh, the last bit got a little heated there. But uh, anyway, so let's say, uh, yeah, I'm happy to meet at any point in the future. In regards to, I think one point I was trying to get across regarding credibility and this and that was that uh, a lot of people in the uh, scientific world, people who have who are held in high esteem, let's say maybe by the by the powers and principalities and, and dark places, I don't I don't hold those to be very credible. I'm I'm one of those people who thinks that because the Bible says the sun moves around the earth that it in fact does. And when but when you have an entire scientific institution that's little, that has done nothing nothing except try to undermine at every turn the veracity and bear for and the and the and the, and the and the, and the trustworthiness of the scripture, um, any claims on the basis of uh, scientific credibility, I just got to forgive me if I don't, if I don't buy, but I'm definitely interested in hearing about your uh, interpretation regarding, uh, regarding the 144,000, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, uh, I'm down to have yet another conversation even of this sort me on, the, on the radio regarding that, even about the, uh, let's say the scriptural interpretation of the creation, the, uh, the first testimonies of the most high, if you'd be willing to, uh, even talk about something that simple. Right, no doubt. And did you want to say anything? Because there was three different videos I put out, and they were not, uh, they weren't like complete, meaning they were excerpts from larger oh, things yeah, that happened on the street stuff. that day. Yeah, yeah just so let me those, those, oh, quick. Let me let me give people the context in case they don't know, and then I'll, l- I'll let you speak your piece in case you felt like anything was unfair. There's three videos I put out. Here's the titles. Christian disproves black Hebrew Israelite chart and street debate. Another one's called first Hebrew Israelite he met was a flat earther. Another one's called young man reacts to wild Hebrew Israelites. Those three videos, there's parts where there's clips of you in them. I think the third, third one, there's one that's a rather long clip. I think it's the third one, if I'm not mistaken, but anything you wanted to say, because you felt like, I don't think, I don't know if you've watched them since then, if any of the others I put out since then have helped with the context you're asking for. But if you want to give your side real quick before we jam out, uh, so you point have free one, reign. Point one, the brothers on the corner. So I guess point one, the first video is about the distri- this uh, this debunking of the twelve tribe chart. Uh, right. From jump, I don't believe the twelve tribe tribe chart is even is is, is accurate Correct. at all, except for the except for first the the first listing by default. 
Um, right. I think the 12 tribe chart is, I mean, this is a conjecture, is a, is a result of uh, the ICUPK attempting to go into a 5-1-C-3 but not being allowed to exclude on the basis of race and then coming up with this 12 tribes chart and it's led to all sorts of blasphemies and nonsense ever since. Um, regarding the flat earth, the men at, who were there, they, I mean, some of the Israelites there also believe the earth is flat. And I think per capita, they're more, it, it, like most, they're more flat earthers among Hebrew Israelites who were not in the camp and, than, than I think anywhere else in the world. Um, I mean, in any other demographic. So, I mean, those, the, the camps tend not to believe in that again, because I think it goes against their 501c3, uh, requirements. I think that's the case also for most churches, but that's besides the point. Uh, you know, let's see what else, what else? Oh, I don't think that one has to believe in the flat earth for, in fact, I don't even, I really don't engage in conversations like, like, uh, will this, what does this have to do with my salvation? Because, uh, second Timothy three sixteen kind of makes that clear. All, all regarding salvation, it says, uh, all scripture is profitable for doctrine that all a thoughtful doctrine, correction, et cetera, et cetera, that a man may be furnished unto all good works and profit and profit pertains presumably unto uh, unto salvation and you know there's no way that knowing that the earth is flat could hurt your salvation especially it being true uh and also it's a pretty good uh good bs detector in the world and in doctrine for example um and uh you know those those dudes while they're being aggressive and uh you know i don't i don't approve of their of every aspect of their methodology though i understand where they're coming from and why they're why they behave the way they do in certain contexts but yeah, there's a big, there's a, there's a substantial doctrinal difference between the camps and the majority of the Israelites. Well, not the majority, I'm not even sure if it's the majority, but a wide diaspora of the, of the, of the Israelite population, let's say. Right on, right on, man. I just wanted to give you a chance to, to be able to say that. I appreciate that. And, um, you know, we deal with folks as they are, as they come, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's your perspective and it's different. So you wanted to lay that out. And uh, yeah, we can do something else, man. But I'm glad you called. I always like, especially when local people get connected, because then there's a chance to actually have more of a real relationship as opposed to online. And so I think it's helpful that you and I have met in person first for real versus just some avatar voice or something like that. So I think that always helps. And uh, like I said, I think you handled yourself well. So keep it up, man. And let's try to talk again. I do need to sign off here, though, bro. And uh I'll, I will try to get with you, man. I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to ignore you or anything like that over the last, last weekend, but life is just sometimes beating me up with this schedule. But I, I, I'm going to try to do this uh, sometime here, bro. All right. Shalom. All right, man. God bless. No doubt. It was good to have Josiah. It was good to have Brother G-Con. We're going to play this last song here. It was we close out uh, Urban Apologetics Vision 2018 Shield Squad episode. Be sure to follow us and subscribe on iTunes. Be sure to like our Facebook page. And remember, we're going to be doing shows on um, uh, Shield Squad Radio at least twice a month. That's the agreement we've, we've come to because we want to have a realistic schedule. So look for shows twice a month. We've done one in January. This is our second one. And we're also committing to doing, as a squad, um, hangouts together uh, through Google Hangouts once a month, once a month. So plenty of content as a crew, and then, of course, that's not even including all the individual things. For example, I'll be dropping a new video very soon, and I just dropped one yesterday. And so G-Con's got something going on Sunday. But be sure to look for that Shield Squad hangout on G-Con's channel as well this Friday. With that, I'm going to play this track by The Truth. It's got some guest appearances on it. It's real dope. Truth is your man for Philly. The name of this track is called Hope. 
because the only real hope is found in Christ. The only real hope is found in that gospel, and that's what the song's about. And that's peace out from the Shield Squad. See y'all next time. Everybody in the building, everybody got a hand in the air. Everybody in the building, everybody got a hand in the air. Everybody in the building, everybody got a hand in the air. Everybody in the building, everybody got a We all want it. We all need it. We all want it. We all need it. We all want it. We all need it. We all want 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 it. We all We all want it. 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 We got that hope in Jesus. We got that hope in Jesus. We got that hope. We all gon' feel the tears of this life, but we got that hope. We all gon' feel the pressure, but know that we got that hope. In case you feel the beat. White collar, black professors, white scholars, politicians, Dalai Lama. Everybody in the whole wide world need hope if I be honest. I'm in that number, but since he saved me, I'ma survive. I promise to got my due, I would go crazy. And I would go nuts and I would go numb. Broken down to the lowest crumb, but I've been in that pit before and they call me crazy. But I got that life and I got that strength. In the midnight when the light goes dim, the cycle begins. Go. We all want it, yeah. We all need it, oh. We all want it, yeah. We all need it, oh. We all want it, yeah. Drug dealers, drug dealers, meth addicts, meth addicts, single mama, single mama, baby daddy, baby daddy, college students working hard but they bout to lose. So here we come to bring them the truth, truth. the good news, but they think we still bet it, we still bet it. got it down. Hope more work than a pot of gout. gout So much work that we gotta gout. gout A hope like this they gotta know nah. And man I got a message that they get them in the freedom A man they really beat them when they put them on a criminal And then he resurrected cause they really didn't defeat them And now when you accept it you are no longer criminal Tell them break it down give it to them on a five. five Then we break it down give it to them on a four, four. Tell them what we got for them three Three, two, two one, one, zero, zero, go We all want it, yeah We all need it, oh We all want it, yeah We all need it, oh We all want it, yeah Cold killers, gold diggers, dope dealers, hustling, grinding, gold getters. If you looking for peace, you might wanna roll with us. Hold up, it's dope in the streets where we going so hope sinners. Homie, we caught with a joy. Open my eyes and he open your boy. Took out my heart that was focused on doubt. Over some doubts and loaded your boy. Building that truth in your doubt we employed. Work up in him and we won't be destroyed. He's building us up and filling us up with pieces of passes. I'm loaded with joy. Look at me, you can't hurt me. My God will never desert me. My heart is stout, but I'm good though. Cause I got hope like I should, bro. Yes, sir. We all want it. All we all need it. Oh. We all want it. Yeah. Yeah. We all need it. Oh. We all need it.
Everybody in the building, everybody got a Something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.